point that I've tried to find, um, you know, the, the brighter side of things a lot of times. I've gotten frustrated at times, but overall, I think that even, I mean, I've been here since January. And I got to say that the WNBA fandom moment challenge is probably the most frustrating thing that I've experienced simply based off of it literally does not make any sense to me. I, I understand that. I understand that, Dave, but you didn't buy a Boban Maranovich moment, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Tell me about the Boban. Wait, go ahead. What am I missing on the Boban? Nothing, nothing. I just, I, 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 I took a, I took a big L on the Boban, man. I, uh, I spent, this was, I don't know, like late February, early March. I bought a Boban for more than I should have. And I thought, man, people love this guy. He's like a cult hero. Somebody will buy this thing. And it just kept dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And, and then I had to eat the L on it, man. That's all. Mark, I told you about my Darius Basley purchase earlier, dude. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. I don't know who the hell buys Darius Basley. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, man, there were some drinks involved or something there. That, uh, that was like, I had to be back in March, Series 1, Darius Baisley, uh, Serial number 10. And I was like, oh, he's a rookie. That's a low serial. I don't know. Every I, I was drunk on profits back then. <laughs> I mean, it, just the money was just pouring in. You could buy and sell something in an hour for a profit. It was just bananas. And so then I bought that, and I was like, cool. Now I'm going to flip it. And then I listed it. And I, it didn't really uh, – I didn't know at the time that low cereals were not nearly as liquid <laughs> even then. <laughs> and so I listed it and I'm like, I looked at the cereals around it and I said, all right, that dude's like, whatever it was. I mean, dude, I bought it at like 12 or $1,300. And so I listed it and I think one dude was at the lowest around it was two grand. So I listed it at 1700. I'm like, all right, that's an easy flip. And it sat there and it sat there and then I lowered it and then I lowered it and then I lowered it. And then the bar, <laughs> everything that went wrong could have went wrong with that. And uh, eventually it got to the point where I was like, I'm never recovering from this. And also, <laughs> this is Darius Baisley. What the fuck am I doing? So do you still have the moment? Oh, God, no. He a big L on that shit. He turned it in for a trade ticket. <laughs> I was like, I'll just swap this for a fucking LeBron 40K or something at this point. But. No, I, I sold it for, I think, like, honestly, 400 bucks, and I took about a 1K L on that. That was probably the most painful L that I've taken. So was that – I'm because I, I'm a March guy, it's sometimes hard for me to quantify. Had you made a bunch of dapper because packs were so EV in February? I made a shitload, dude. Yeah. Dude, I was buying moments. So back at the end of January, beginning of February, there was – I remember – when I got in in January, I bought like my first purchase was four packs and, and I ripped them and I was like, Oh, that's cool. I got like a Tatum 15 K and, and, uh, uh, so just a lot of, uh, some other ones and some other 15 Ks and stuff. That was kind of the common one that was popping up. And I think maybe a Giannis 7,500 or something. And it, it kind of was like right on, right after the Bales article dropped and, and the market picked up a little bit. And, I was like, all right, this is cool, I, I guess. I, I, I think this is the – so I kind of just flipped them, and then they sold in minutes. I was like, well, well that's kind of cool. I can just buy this and sell it. So then I'm searching around, and I remember I bought – this might have been a few days later. I deposited some money, and for $75, I bought the 
Eastern Conference Finals of Jalen Brown. And then like a day later, it went up to like $200. So I sold it. I was like, holy shit, that was awesome profit. Rinse and repeat, all of a sudden, there was like a small lull right after that. And then everything just exploded. It exploded. You were like buying stuff. And two hours later, it was 2x, 3xing, 4xing. I remember getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and checking my phone and be like, holy shit. And then putting something for sale. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like. Not. I'm just I'm just in in my live token account right now, right? So I joined in January. And to your point, Dave, I I think I paid nine dollars, maybe fifteen dollars. I don't know what the hell it was for a Cool Cat pack. And I got Devin Booker. I got a uh, Zion Zion Williamson. I don't know what what it was, but a John Morant. I listed them immediately, right? And within like less than a month, like within a couple of weeks, I had sold those for a total of uh, $750. And then I bought another pack and got number uh, serial number 78 Tyler Hero Cool Cat amongst some other things. I got $2,500 for the Tyler Hero Cool Cat. $2,500. So like, yeah, so I had spent, and that was on on February nineteenth. I sold Tyler Hero's Cool Cat number serial number seventy eight for twenty five hundred dollars. So I'm like a month into this thing, a little less than a month. I've spent, you know, what the equivalent of two two packs, whatever that is, and I've got like three thousand plus dollars in Dapper to like start buying stuff. And I'm so smart and I'm so good at this that I bought Boban Mavanovich <laughs> and fucking lost all my dapper. <laughs> my first, uh, I was just, my first cool cat pull was a Tobias Harris, which I sold immediately for $240. That's and then crazy. I got the next cool cat pack, which was DeMarcus Cousins, which I sold for 120 bucks. Like, I mean, right out of the chute. Um, I bought an early adopters Julius Randall for two hundred and fourteen dollars. I held it for two days and sold it for seven hundred and fifty. It's crazy, wasn't it? It was yeah, nuts dude, back then. I man. bought a Zion, a Zion seventy five hundred for two hundred ninety nine dollars. I sold it one day later for five hundred and fifty. Yeah, it was like, nuts. This, and I just I I could keep going. There were so many of those, and it was just like you're just drunk on profit, and I. And then you I bought the Darius Baisley. And then I'm, like, I'm going to parlay these profits into a nice Darius Baisley. <laughs> who, who does that? I deserve to take an L on that one. Jesus. So spin that Honestly, back around, yeah. Dave. You were telling us about the new WNBA challenge and comparing it to the oh, L you yeah. took, similar to the Darius Baisley. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, we're so far removed from that now. I don't even know what the L. But I. I thought I did the all the WNBA fandom challenges. So when WNBA came out, I bought the common set, which and then it was like when they did all the challenges, it was really cool because I every single one I had all the moments I needed. It was just fill it with WNBAs, and then I got all the challenges, and then I had both the fandom set and the original set. And then I I think I had mentioned on the podcast with one CBJ when the market was looking like it was you know WNBA was coming out of its season, run it back hit. 
And I kind of said, well, I think that WNBA is going to go down. So I actually sold all of them and then bought them all back. Uh, probably, uh, I think like two weeks later at a, at a bigger discount. And then this WNBA fandom challenge that is like $3,500 to complete if you don't own four fucking legendaries drops. And it's a fandom moment, which just doesn't make any sense. And, yeah. and it's not it's not even just four legendaries, right? Like they're very specific types of moments. Yeah, three pointers. So they're they're very specific legendaries. On top of other moments, I think that I don't I think there's what seven or eight total moments that you need to complete this challenge. If for one fandom moment, when the set when this challenge dropped, the set was worth about two hundred to two hundred and ten dollars. So a fandom set, which they have promoted as accessible to fans, that's why it's a fandom set, um, which had high mint counts of like 19,000 for some of these. Now, the challenges were lower. The challenge, there was a few challenge moments that are in like the 6,500 range that were selling for like $30, $40. So even if you didn't complete it but wanted to complete the fandom set, it cost you a couple hundred bucks. And then they dropped this challenge with a like a $3,500 cost or whatever it is is something extremely high and then you're going to get a very rare you know possibly sub 100 mint which is legendary level phantom moment it, do you think they were move. not not considering fandom a set i don't Hon like this one i can't i can't i can't explain this one i really honest, don't, I don't honest, know. honestly from what i've read like you know in in discord and on twitter and jesus everybody knows how how random that is right so who knows if this is anywhere near the truth or not but it sounds like they honestly expected it to be something else but everything else was closed and the only thing that was still open was the fandom is 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 like sort of what i get right so like maybe they could have done it legendary but there's only let three, I think three legendary moments or four legendary moments out of the 10 total. So they didn't maybe want to make it a legendary reward, but like all the other summer season sets were closed and they, they had nowhere else to put it but fandom. It just seems really poorly thought through, I think, from the beginning. Legendary is the only thing that makes sense to me. Legendary challenge, standard challenge. That that's the only thing that makes sense to me. One CBJ, feel free to jump in, man. I know you got plenty of thoughts on this too, but a legendary yeah, I challenge see, the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't see why they couldn't just make a legendary award from the in her bag set. It, just to make it a fandom makes zero sense. And if you go back to the original blog post they had way back around the time of Summer League when they introduced fandom, they said that it was a tier that sits between rand, uh, rare and and common. And that it could overlap with them, and it could have really high mints, but there was never a mention that you know they may be legendary or they may have sub one hundred mints. And you know, from what they define rare as now, I think or legendary, I think doesn't legendary go up to four ninety nine now with the new whatever they announced when things kind of started to blow up. No, I think one twenty. Yeah, that's the highest they've done. But if that one blog post they did way back when, when they kind of expanded things. I think they said legendary goes a lot higher than that to be you well know, and, it, it, it and coach, coach not done it yet coach t just let us know that the vintage vibes is not close so they could have somehow 
like made it part of the vintage vibe set as well. I, I don't know. I mean, like, again, I don't know the process, right? So like to, yeah. to make a moment part of a set, I don't know how complicated that is or how long it takes or how forward thinking you have to be. Like, I can't speak to any of that. But I know that like I saw some screenshots of stuff that Jacob was saying in Discord and Jacob was talking about. And and I don't remember word for word, but but it was about other things being closed and they wanted it somewhere else, but it was closed and they were like shit and it became fandom. Um and, and that just yeah. seems that just seems like what their response was. Yeah, and vintage vibes doesn't make sense just because it's you know vintage, so it's supposed to be throwback moments, right, and this right. is a 2021 moment. I just no, don't I, know why I get it. They needed to make it anyway. I mean, Tarasi has three moments already, and this is her fourth. Right. I I get it. I'm with you. Listen, I think they I had to provide utility to the legend, kind you know some sort of challenge, but if they didn't think it through or they didn't have a plan when they started, you know when they they didn't even roadmap for themselves what WNBA would look like when they signed their agreement with them and started, you know, minting all these moments. They just it flew by the seat of their pants the whole time. Right. It's really frustrating when we followed along, you know, bought moments to complete this these sets. I developed genuine interest in the WNBA sets as a result of it. You know, I, I may not have near, nearly to that extent if I hadn't been doing a challenge, anticipating a moment, you know, a reward each time. And, you know, got all the way to the, I, I just committed early on. I'm going to do all of these, you know, unless one gets really out of hand, like, like this one clearly did, but, you know, and it got to 10, I assume that was it, you know, 10 is a nice round number. Well, the other, that's probably it. And then all of a sudden this one comes out. Well, and would this have been, oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna, no, okay. I was just going to say, would it be better if this was a challenge for another in her bag moment? Would yeah, that rectify? Yeah, I think it I think that be. would make a lot more sense. Yeah, I think it should be. But the other thing is that's weird is that like they've got a they had already a couple challenges going on. It wasn't like this was a dead space, you know, in Top Shot universe. There was the Bosch challenge, the Quavo challenge. They could have like just not done it at all, right? Like what was the purpose of it? Yeah, I I don't know. And I don't know if it's a regular season. What did it mean did Diana Tarazi do something so great this year? That she needed a second moment from 2021 besides her playoff one too. Her so she has her best of 2021, and then this fandom moment. Um, I mean, did was it just something that was desperately needed to be included in Top Shot somewhere, to where they needed that rather than just pick another playoff moment? Maybe something from the championship game, maybe the final shot or something like that to to kind of cap off the in her bag set. You know, because the the Giannis moment from the playoffs, you know, where he's holding the trophy is just, it's one of the best ones on the whole platform because it's sort of the capstone to the whole playoffs. And you would think for in her bag, they would do something similar, but instead they just, they use other sets. They combine different tiers and one showcase challenge to put a reward that's in a different tier that required, you know, no fandoms were required for this. Well, but, and, and Tarasi didn't win the championship, right? Like, no, she didn't. I, I, it, it's, just, it's just bizarre on so many levels that this was a reward and that they put it where they did and they required what they did and that they had, I mean, I think, I mean, I put a tweet out today. I think it actually has more likes than this Tarazi moment will get mints. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, man, you're on fire. You know, so, so it's, and, uh, 
but yeah, there were like 3,200 people who completed this set. And after the Trozzi moment comes out, there'll only be 100 people that have. And there's just no set on the platform that has that kind of discrepancy between mint counts. I mean, probably the biggest one besides this is the Diallo um, in, in the Throwdown set. You know, it's a low mint compared to the rest of the set. But it was one that everyone could have gotten pretty easily. I mean, it was like $700 to do that challenge. It was really pretty inexpensive compared to the price of the pack and the moments, whereas this one is thousands of dollars to complete a set or to, you know, to finish well, off a set that not only cost a couple hundred. I mean, it was after, really just for fun. After, you know, just everyone had a good time. After I lost all my hundreds on my Boban moment, I didn't have a lot left for the Diallo. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other things that's a little, little confusing to me too, um, I mean, not that the whole thing isn't just confusing as shit anyway, but is... You know, so collector score, as as one CVJ and I discussed on, on the podcast too, was you know collector score is hard to build up to for somebody new to the platform. It's expensive to get into Top Shot and kind of build up a collector score where you can take advantage of perhaps you know some of the the pack drops and and to get towards like priority queue takes takes some capital. And so here you have this set. When you look at some of the inexpensive sets, and and the WNBA has some a nice collector score bump to it. So here's a set for 210 bucks. Not only does it introduce people to the WNBA, which is what Top Shot wants to do anyway, but it also will help a newer collector who maybe doesn't have a ton of money to put in initially get a nice set and get a little collector score bump and help them towards their goal of you know getting to into the priority queue and, and things of that nature. And then you just drop this, it, like, I can't imagine being a new user who goes and decides to build that and maybe, you know, they're excited about WNBA and then it's like, here's this challenge. And it's like, what do you mean? I need $4,000 to complete it. That's more egregious than a, a $2,000 Kelly Olenek Celtic moment. I'm going to bring that up <laughs> every single time that I'm, I have a show <laughs> or I'm, I'm on one of these. But seriously, it's just like, I, I can't even imagine being a new user and saying, what the fuck just happened to me? you know yeah it it is it's really it's really strange but uh, you know there's been a lot i was just looking the uh this morning in the various sets that i have in progress you know for summer of 2021 and you know you got your vintage vibes your archive your best of for wnba you've got your wnba you've got your summer of 21 you run it back your wnba run it back your inner back it's just like man there's a lot going on and it, it feels like they could have they could have created these tiers to be pretty well set and I felt like they did. And then to throw this challenge in for this fandom reward, it just seems like it throws the whole thing out of whack. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I had I had actually gifted one of my fandom um, WNBA moments for, I don't know if it was the Bosch challenge or the Quavo challenge, but one of the challenges I had gifted to complete the challenge for a friend and I ended up buying it again, you know, I think early this morning, maybe late last night, just so that I had the full set again, just in case they did something or took a snapshot to um, try and rectify this this egregious error they've made. But um, it does seem crazy uh, the way that they've handled this. Steve. From a, from a new user's perspective, it's interesting. I have a lot of friends who casually top shot and don't 
maybe see the macro and micro moves like we do. And they, it just kind of rolls off their back a bit. I think this one does affect the hardcore more because it's showing a little bit of that lack of foresight. And it, and it is a little confusing. I just wanted to comment that. Steve, no, what do you think point, about yeah. this? We've, we've been rugged. Take us down memory. <laughs> we've been rugged. There's no other way to say this. Um, yeah. I, there's nothing that irks me more than... Um, when someone changes the, the rules of the game midway through the game, you can't do that. And they did that with fandom, right? They did it with this fandom set where the rules of fandom from this August 3rd blog post were set out pretty clear. It was a tier between common and rare, right? Um, this, the, these are the words from the blog. <laughs> it said... Um, while the mint counts are not set in stone for anything within this tier, the idea is that they will be adjacent to, but overlapping with common and rare tier sizes, tiers in size. Like, okay, adjacent means basically very similar. So uh, a common tier, like we know it goes from, you know, 4K to, to 60K and rares go from, well, from series two, they were the MGLEs were 499 and the throwdowns were 1800. So, uh, you know, so for, for all of a sudden, for them to say, like, even for them to use a single legendary, it was, it would have been shocking, right? To use one legendary. And then they said they're going to use four. <laughs> like, if that's not a big fuck you to us, I don't know what is. It's like, how out of touch are you with this? How how oblivious to you, or how, sorry, how oblivious are you to the collectors on the platform? They did this literally on day one of series three. So just when you think, oh, summer 2021, it's over. We're done. Like the set's done, right? It's like, no, they don't even throw a curveball. This is like a... Like, who the fuck is running the show? Who thought this was a good idea? Not only that, because it doesn't just, it's not one person. It's like, who thought, yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. We should totally do that. Oh yeah, let's do it. Like, who are these yes men saying, great idea? <laughs> you know, like, in what world uh, does, does requiring four legendaries, again, like I made a post about it, like 4,000 plus collector score, huge costs to earn a 15 collector score moment you know like what the fuck is this shit like i'm sorry this this is outrageous and i really feel like we've been rugged they changed the rules and no one's brought this up yet steve uh, steve i i have to yeah. i have to reel you in because you're canadian so you can't you can't you can't have that kind of attitude you're supposed Dude, to be a kind loving is, canadian <laughs> this is one of the few the few times where like I'll take the gloves off because Dapper's a Canadian company as well. I don't like to feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And I really feel like we've been taken advantage of here, right? Here's something that no one has brought up yet. Not once on Twitter or anything. I looked this up. You know that that August 3rd blog post I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> on November 1st i.e. a couple days before this challenge was announced, they added a small little disclaimer to the very bottom of the post. 
And you can see the original uh, blog post on archive.org with the Wayback Machine. But the disclaimer they added <laughs> is the it's an asterisk. It says, please note, there is no specific edition size range for this tier, as some fandom moments will become more common than our most common base, while others will be more rare than our scarcest rare moments. They added that in on November 1st. That wasn't there when they defined what fandom was. You know, like the fact that they added that disclaimer is like, that is not a red flag. That's like a fucking, like setting a house on fire flag. You know? It's not even, yeah. I mean, it, that, I didn't know that, right? Cause I'm not, I'm a hundred years old and I don't have the computer skills to go back to whatever you said, archive, whatever. But that's yeah. not even a red flag. That's like, that's literally telling you, go fuck off. We're going to do what we want. Right? Like, they're redefining the rules of the game midway through. You can't do that shit. You can't, you know? Like, and this is a little bit separate, but it's similar. The idea recently, there was the, you know, the Vintage Vibes uh, challenge where it required the WNBA moments. It's a separate issue, but when they first announced WNBA, I got to dig up the quote. I think it was from Jacob. I got to find it. But I remember them being very clear that they wouldn't force WMB on any NBA collectors and vice versa. It was going to be two distinct sets. And I like that. I appreciate that. I'm not for the, yeah, if you want this vintage vibe set, you got to do both, you know, because that again felt like a bait and switch changing the rules. And these are two instances now where I'm, I'm not happy. And I honestly feel like, you know, I've been pretty, um, optimistic about the team at Dapper. Like, I've been almost relentlessly optimistic about them. Like, more than, you know, like, uh, just, I, I don't want to, I've been called a sycophant, right? Uh, but these types of decisions have me seriously second-guessing the capability of the team. Because if you can't recognize something so basic as this that it would cause frustration, I feel like you're completely out of touch with your customer. So and, 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 I, I, hold on real quick. I think they did recognize it, and that's why they yeah. went back and they asterisked an old, I mean, an old blog. I mean, they knew they, they they actually they just don't think people are as committed as you as we are, I guess, and take it, you know, as like like you can't just go back, erase, undo, and and then like set new rules. I think that's more or less. Um, I think that's what has to get taken out of this whole situation and, and to top it off on opening day of S3 when we feel like these things are past us. I, 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 mean, I agree, Vito. I think if, if you're talking about like recognition and what are they doing and I mean the fact that they went back and changed, literally changed a blog post that had been done months before, I mean, that tells you they recognized it right they just they just figured they could cover it up or they didn't care or i mean you know you could go down a, a bunch of different paths again based on what i had read it it sounded like they had limited vehicles to get moments out because sets had closed etc i don't know enough to know whether that's true or what they could have done or whatever i have no idea i don't pretend to uh, I'm just simply telling, you know, our spaces group that that's what was said in a discord. Um, but Steve, like from your perspective, so 
so they've got the fandom set that's you know 10 of 10 at this point they've got this tarasi they want to get out that is apparently a legendary moment well, I mean, it's a fandom moment, so I don't even know what the hell it's it is. If it's not fandom, let's say they didn't put it in the fandom category. I don't know what the hell they'd put it in, but they've got this this challenge they want to do with some legendary moments. I mean, like, what other options? Like, what do you well, have? So do you have, do you have suggestions kind of for what they could have done? Well, I mean, it just again, like poor decision making here. I don't know who thought this was a good idea. Um, but the problem here is these sets are already closed, right? And like once they close the, pro the sets, you can't undo things. Like that's kind of the power of the blockchain, right? Is you can't, you can't hit the undo button. And the sets that are still open, I think Vintage Vibes and uh, this fandom set are still open. So they could technically add to both of those. Um, I was kind of under the impression that it would go into Vintage Vibes set originally because it was like, well, they're digging through the archives those are like really highly coveted moments. So you know what? I guess the Vintage Vibes fandom set, that's going to be like the ultimate set. And I, I was cool with that. Like I didn't even complete the last Vintage Vibes challenge because it was just out of my price range a little bit. And I didn't have the dapper for it. And I was I accepted it. But I'm like, you know what? That's going to be like the, the super exclusive set. I didn't think they would break two fandom sets like that. Hey, Steve, Steve, can yeah. I just interrupt real quick? So we're getting more people to join the spaces, and I think they were joining because they heard you were, like, cursing out Dapper. Could you just keep that up for a minute? Well, listen, <laughs> I, I want to be, be respectful, right? I mean, we have we have Dapper people in the call right now. I love Dapper. Like, let, uh, let me be very clear. Like, I love Dapper. I love the product. But some of you no. decisions are poorly you, executed. You, yeah, you don't need to be. You don't need to quantify that in any way. Like you've, you're an OG. You've been here since the beginning. You've seen the ups and downs. You get, you get, and understand the platform from every perspective. So, um, you know, like I'm, I'm kidding, obviously, but like you, we, we as a community really value your opinion because you've seen everything. You've been a part of everything. You understand I still think of myself as I, I dude, I haven't taken you know how MBL today said he hasn't connected his bank account. Technically, I have as a test, but it was a $30 test. And I was one of the first people to test the withdrawal thing, but I haven't taken any money out, right? Because this to me is just such a cool product. And like it's the future of fandom, and I just want to be a part of that. And and the reason why well, I am it's the it's the future yeah. of fandom, but not the future of fandom tier. <laughs> Yeah, so, so no Steve, shit. Me, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> let me jump in and just, Steve, let me jump in and ask you a quick question because the, the one thing that I think we all can agree on is Dapper's made mistakes in the past and they've always seemed to to make it right in some capacity. And they, we could go through the, the history of, of the different yeah, kind of screw ups here. I'm going to stop on one stuff because most of the mistakes in the past have been inadvertent, right? They were like, oh, it's, it's an unintended consequence of some other decision. This was a very deliberate decision that was made so oh. that's where i i like this is where i'm starting to get um worried is because if this is a deliberate decision that's made and you're it's so far removed from what collectors and and consumers want i think you don't know what the fuck your customer wants at that point and you are in deep trouble 
Oh, I don't disagree with any of that, any of that. Don't get me wrong there. I guess where I, I want to pick your brain for is how do they make that right? Because you saw Roham come out and then basically be like, look, we hear you. We're having these conversations. I, I want to pick your brain on what do you think they can do now for those that then have had these sets not broken, but literally destroyed, if you will, how do they how do they resolve that? What is then this this rainbow at the end of this story where they can be like, look, we effed up, guys, we own it, you know, this this oversight to the nth degree. What can they do? I mean, is have you thought through that part for the the making I, of amends I, on I, this? I, I haven't. I haven't truthfully. I haven't. I haven't thought that far through, because to me, this one is upsetting. Um, because I have been paying attention to the WNB moments. Like I've been. I, I kind of found it fun actually to collect the fandom set. And for me, I get joy out of even just the idea of other people getting joy out of something. So I'm trying to imagine other WNBA fans um, connecting with Top Shot and they're like, you know, they're, they're building their collection, like slowly but surely every other week they, they do another challenge and they, you know, and they're, they're, they feel like they achieved something. And then something like this comes around and it's like, it, it's really just kind of devastating. Like, it's sad. It's so fucking sad. It's like, I have a lot of complete collections and stuff like that, but I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone who's like, maybe this is their first one and they're grinding it out. It's like, fuck, I don't think I'd come back to this thing. I think I would feel so cheated that like, it wouldn't be fun. And actually that's where I'm at right now is I'm actually second guessing, am I having fun here? Is this a fun platform to be on? Because these decisions make it not fun for me. And I don't like that. Like, I'm not, it's not fun. I don't get a lot of enjoyment, like, bitching about things on Twitter. That's not who I am as a person. I don't like that. It actually takes a lot of energy out of me. And it's something that I, I'd rather not do. And, and like, I wish I could just step back from Top Shot half the time. But for better or for worse, like, I have a lot of top shot moments and I'm like, I'm tied to this probably for the rest of my life. Um, and I'm just really hopeful that this will turn out to be a great product that a lot of people will love and use. But, but man, sometimes I wish I could just turn it off. And sometimes I wish I had like, you know, a tiny collection where it's not even worth me paying attention to, but I have to pay attention to top shot. And um, so, yeah, I, I wish I was just talking more optimistically about this kind of stuff. And, and they had so much time over the summer to like really think through great plans. And it's like, is this all you've got? Is this your best shit? Even the 10 pack thing, whatever, like, is that, is that the best thing they came up with this entire summer is, Oh, we're going to let 30,000 people buy 10 packs max each on opening day of series three. Is this the best that they have to offer? Is this really what the best team has to fucking offer us? Because if it is, I'm worried. I'm really, 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 really worried. And like, who are these yes men saying, that's a great idea. Yeah, 10 packs per person, max 30,000 people. What could go wrong? You know, yeah, we have we have half a million users on paper, right? Actually on paper, they might have more. I mean, all those multi-accounts, who knows, right? Um, but man, like, Please, someone reel me in here. Like, I know I'm going off. I'm real. I'm, I'm reeling you in. I'm reeling you, you in. Know? I got a question. I got a question in, for you. I, I just want to throw gas on it, to be honest with you. But go ahead, Mark. Yeah. So, obviously, there's been what I think have been problems, fuck ups, you know, whatever you want to call them, 
this past week, week and a half, whatever. There's the issue of, you know, the the ba- the Series 3 base common packs and the number of people that didn't get them. So there's been sort of like a number of things that have happened over the last several days that have rubbed people the wrong way. You were on here last week, Steve. I, I believe it was last week. And you were talking about how like Dapper is like the creator of the NFT, right? Like the crypto kitty, like they they get it, they know what they're doing. Obviously, things have happened this week and we're, I think as a as a general community, we're all pretty upset about it and we can put ourselves in the shoes of the new collector and how difficult this is. And even the new collector that didn't get a base pack, like somebody that might have 20,000 collector score, um, like one of our Wolfpack members, Jensen Reed, didn't get a, a, a fucking common pack full of trade tickets. So there's a lot that's gone on. Talk to me, Steve, about where, why this isn't as bad as it sounds or why it's not as bad as it looks, right? Like these are the people that created CryptoKitties. They're the creators of the first NFT. They understand the marketplace, the products. Where are we going from here? It's a good, it's a, it's a good question. I think um, just because you're, you're an expert in one thing, like this is where, you know, some of my logic could also break down here is I just assume because they have a lot of money and they have hired the best and brightest, right? The most talented people. And they have like this crazy, um, awesome um, group of technical people on their team, right? Who can, they're, they're, they are the, they're the forefront of, of blockchain in many ways. Uh, even if you have crazy good tech, it doesn't mean that you're the best um, consumer product. And I was really hopeful, like, a, you know, like, oh, they, they're smart enough to get a license of the most loved brand in the world, like the NBA, arguably, right? Besides like Coca-Cola or something. Uh, it's so like, I, I, I thought, you know what, like they, they can sell this to uh, consumers and like, but honestly, even then it's like, no, there's, there are other mechanics at play here. And um, I don't think the, the evidence I haven't seen yet, to be honest, is I haven't seen evidence that they know how to make a game, like a good game. And I, and I say game, I mean, I don't mean hardcore. I mean like game mechanics of encouraging people to continuously collect because even something like crypto kitties, they can point their finger all they, all they want and say, oh, you know why it, it died because, um, because gas was too high. Right. And no one wants to mint these things because gas is through the roof. When the reality is like that project has, no one just really cared about crypto kitties for a long time. Like that's the sad truth. Um, and why is that? Is, is it just because of gas? Because that seems like a really convenient excuse. Because there could be other things at play here. Like, have they actually been able to make a game that's worth coming back to forever? You know, is it like an actual game you want to use all the time? Are the mechanics solid? And I haven't seen this from this company yet. So I'm not convinced that they know how to build a game that is worth using every single day. Even this collector score bullshit, like I, how they haven't fixed that yet. Again, another flag for me. I, so, I think you're right. Uh, oh. A few things here. Yeah, go on, Mike. No, no, we'll, we'll go. I was just going to say, I think you're right. You know, in the video game industry, testing is a huge part of releasing a game. 
the game testers work on every possible aspect. And this does feel like that maybe is the little part of the, the cog in the wheel that's missing is the testing the game element. You know, they need a, a Steve-esque guy who can say, hey, what about this and this and this? And before it gets released, you know? They have him though, right? Like Steve, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to because that's that's what I do. Uh, you, you would, if if they like took your temperature on some of the shit you'd give them feedback right like why don't they they why don't they do that if if they ask me point blank steve will you sign an nda to give us advice on top shot whatever i will say yes absolutely because i want this product to be better right um and you know like going back a little bit like we're actually going back a lot of it maybe a year ago a year plus i was actually on the fence about you know, do I apply and work at Dapper? Because it sounds like my fucking dream job. I'll be honest. Everything about this company was like, this is where I want to be. And then, you know, February came and all of a sudden, like, you know, you can't, as an employee, you can't, you know, trade moments and whatever. It's like, I can't do, my account's too big where I felt like I, I had, I'm, on a, I'm in a weird situation where, it makes more sense for me not to work there. Can can we take just a quick second, Steve, and talk about what you actually do? Because don't you work on like tech for schools in Africa and in some countries? That... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, my, my, so I actually run my own startup here in, in Waterloo, and um, so we're a video education service for African schools. Um, so we curate high quality educational videos, largely Creative Commons, and we map them to local curriculums. Um, the country we're we're in um, most predominantly is Nigeria. It's a country of 200 million English speakers, um, and it's the seventh largest country in the world right now. It's actually projected to be the third largest by 2050. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm, that's so, my so that's my thing. Yeah. so like sorry, real quick, we got we got Luke and Mo in here. Why don't we just get them up here and and you know. Yeah, no, we we can for sure. I just want to I want to thank Steve for the good work that he does and for not joining Dapper because the kids, you know, in Africa that need education appreciate it. So thank you, Steve. It's it's not just that. It's like I've always been a believer that uh, that education is is the great equalizer. Right. That's the way out of that's your ticket out of a bad situation. And so it's not just Africa. Like our mission is basically like the, the world eventually. Right. It's like, how do you. How do you, um, yeah? How do you make people better off with education? Right? Like how do you find the, the the most relevant resources when they need it? And so that's what we're really trying to get at. And um, it's it's been it hasn't been an, an easy journey to be honest because we tried to raise money at one point and most investors just aren't interested in in anything in Africa. Like that's just the that's the blunt truth. Um, and then you know, it's, so it's been an uphill battle. It really has been. Actually, interestingly enough, we we got a grant from Google about two weeks ago. Um, like the Google Africa initiative, it was the, it's the first of its kind. I haven't really announced it on Twitter because I use Twitter basically for Top Shot, but I am super, <laughs> I am super proud of my team because um, we're doing some pretty awesome things there, and, and I'm 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 pretty blown away at that. And I, and I wouldn't want to. I mean, Top, top Shot already pulls away so much time from me, but but I, that's where my that's where my heart is. Well, do the Top Shot for the kids, Steve. Do the Top Shot for the kids. And let's let Luke, I don't know, Luke, you should have been or you should be winning the World Series of Poker right now. So, like, I don't know what happened or if you're on a break or what's going on, but I appreciate you joining us here tonight.
Yeah, I just came here because, you know, I'm trying to find a reason to hate Veerman. And it's so difficult because he just doesn't look good. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, you can't trust him. I'm sure he's up to something. No, I'm just kidding. It's good to hear from you as always, Steve. Um, I don't know why you don't shout more about what you're doing in charity work and stuff. Because I know a lot of the Topshop community would uh, love to hear more about it. I know your Twitter is like all Topshop, but definitely feel free to like start shouting about it more. I think everyone would like to hear that. Um, and yeah, uh, to your original question, I'm I'm just on break at the moment, so I uh, just came back to my apartment to get some late lunch and chill for ten minutes or so. So you know, I had to jump in when I saw the the Wolfpack space. Is it Wolfpack? Yeah, Wolfpack spaces right now, isn't it? So. Ow! How was everyone doing? Did I miss anything crazy? <laughs> well. You- you you missed you missed Steve's no. rant about the uh, the fandom challenge for Deanna Taurasi. Yeah, I nothing big, Luke. Uh, Mark right just I'm did a shot holiday. every time Steve swore. I'm on I'm on holiday right now. I can't be getting no grief. <laughs> um, no, look, I've seen I've obviously seen it joking around. I don't want to make light of the situation. I know it has got a lot of people quite heated. Um, I'm sure Vermin said everything that like a lot of people are thinking and needs to be said, and you know I'm not not going to try and speak on the situation beyond that at this point because, to be frank, I'm not like uh, got great ears on the floor at the moment. Um, I do think you know we spoke about it a little bit in Discord and Jacob touched on it a little bit. Like, yeah, it seems like mistakes were made, and I don't know what the potential solutions are to be quite frank. But I'm I realise that. If anything, moving forward, something needs to change in terms of our inner workings on the processes around these stuff, you know? You know, you know, Luke, when I, 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 again, like, we always appreciate you jumping in. We always appreciate you jumping into the DM, to the spaces, whatever it might be. And we, we love the fact that you're willing to engage, right? So whether we're joking, laughing, having fun, upset, whatever it is, you're happy to jump in and engage. And that's awesome. And we appreciate that. I think, I think there's a lot, there's, you know, the sentiment around this moment obviously is pretty, there's, there's a lot of passion behind it. There's a lot of, of, um, passion behind the idea that like there was, there was a complete set, 10 out of 10 moments and then they they drop this thing which is you know thousands of dollars to complete this this moment um and so people are upset and i think rightfully so um but you know roham did he did tweet i think i don't know if it was i guess it was um it wasn't one cvj but it was Oh, Otis or somebody else, he tweeted and said that he was Top shot Otis. Yeah, he was heading back to uh, sort of the 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 dapper office, and they were going to re re recalibrate and talk and figure things out, and you know maybe something comes out of it, but hopefully at least in the future. And Steve, I can't speak for you. Happy to happy to have you jump in, but like hopefully they create a process that really refines how they how they do these rewards and the challenges in the future because they're not doing the traditional challenges it seems like they're really doing these showcase challenges and hopefully they do that in a way that is reflective of the reward and the set that they're looking to get that reward into yeah um actually i think you've highlighted a really good point and i'm gonna tangent a little bit and 
going to have to be careful my wording here because I don't want to say the wrong thing. So anyone who's listening, don't if you don't understand what I'm saying or you want to take it out of context, please don't. Just reach out and I'll clarify. But let, let's talk a little bit about that process, right? We've said this before. I've said it before. I'm not involved in picking the challenges. I don't need to be. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, like, there's a lot of economic impact. Why would someone who's, you know, purely about just community voices, engagement community needed in that process? And that's been kind of the mantra. Like, there's obviously a few hundred people that work at Dapper. A very small amount are involved in the challenge process because, like, whilst we trust the team, like, 100%, obviously, it's just easier. Like, why risk it? You know, we've seen time and time again when a challenge goes live, I'd say almost every other challenge or one in three challenges, people are like, oh, this account bought right in the moment or they bought a few moments before. Oh, it must be a leak. And it's never been proven that we've never had a leak. Like, we're super confident on that because we know internally it's a very select group of people that work on challenges. And I think that made sense. And I think we're all okay with that, uh, with the old format of challenges where they were quite specific moments that, you know, it's 10 specific moments and they're going to have impact on those specific moments but now that we've got so many more focuses on showcase challenges i actually think that we can adjust our internal processes a little bit and open it up and have someone from the community team involved in that process just have eyes on it because there is now less of a potential bad actor advantage to be gained from seeing what moments going to be used because it's more varied approach to the moments does that make sense now i'm not trying to say you know like anything drastic is going to change short term but i think we internally and we talked about this the other day on Discord, but I think we internally can say, you know, why don't we put Jacob and Mo in that room when we talk about challenges? We can do now. And they can solely exist to say, how is the collector going to feel about it? And that doesn't mean that the team that are putting the challenges together so far aren't great. Like, they definitely are. But they have so many other factors that they're looking beyond necessary, like, not ignoring it, but they're looking at more than just what the collectors are going to feel and experience. And we can have some in that room whose sole job it is to take that mantra. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It, it makes it makes a ton of sense, and I think part of part of you know as a company grows, they realize roles and they realize where people best fit into the process, and that makes complete sense. I think for this particular moment and this particular challenge, it almost feels like somebody wasn't paying attention to what was going on. I mean, you know, you, you know what I mean, like. You've got a fandom moment that requires three legendary moments plus others, right? Because or four legendary, excuse me, plus uh, six other moments because I think there's ten total. So you have to complete the challenge for a fandom, which it, you know has minor collector score, doesn't really mean a whole lot other than the set of fandom. But at the same time, you got to either have all these moments or spend a ton of dapper to get those moments. It just seems really strange. And um, I don't know if this if this moment was a different process than the other you know previous moments or if this challenge was set up differently or, or approved differently. It just seems weird. It seems off compared to what we've seen in the past. Is there, can you speak at all to um, this moment versus like previous previous challenges and showcase challenges? Mm. So we have been moving to do uh, showcase challenges are doing fandom moment rewards. Like we've, we've done that in the last few showcase challenges. I guess maybe the reason it feels odd, 
on the reasons you touched on is because it's like legendary. But we said from the get go, like fandom moments could be minted as low as, you know, rare and legendary moments or as high as like the most highly minted. No, that's not true. That's not, that's not true, Luke. That legendary was never mentioned. That's that seems yeah, to I, be I, yeah. inserted right now. Like it was it was a set between common and rare. Yeah, um, I, I, with, I think that's fair. With mint, um, with mint counts similar to common and rare. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, I think the reason both for like that, like I'm not dismissing that at all, Vim, and 100%, but also I think part of the issue is, uh, and maybe this is where the disconnect is, is like the the WMDA fandom set being receiving it feels odd, right? Because it's breaking a set that's from the last series now as we're in series three. There's so many factors here, basically, is what I'm saying. I don't think it was that like they weren't paying attention. It's that perhaps it was overlooked unintentionally on a few different fronts because there is so much going on there's so many moving parts here when we're talking about last series the WNBA a fandom moment going into a fandom set requiring legendary like I agree it doesn't make sense in retrospect and I think we just have to learn from it and see what can be done um I do think that we need to improve both like that internal process but also how we're communicating that like Vim's jumped on there and said no we didn't make it clear that fandom could be that rare a mint size and that's a problem like we should address that and we should make that clearer moving forward um i also think that the wmba has been so embraced by this community and like we're aware internally 100 percent. but more importantly is that we want to match that like across the board there's no one at the company who doesn't want to have this who doesn't already have the same passion and excitement for the wmba as collectors do but it's just making that so clear making that obvious making it so people realize like I cannot tell you how much we're talking about the WNBA internally. Uh, like it's like daily basis. The WNBA finals are finished, and we're still excited about it. You know, and it's like okay, we have to wait ten months before the WNBA season starts again. It might not be ten months exactly. Don't quote me on that. But my point is, but we're already excited for that period. You know, and so like yeah, I yeah. But I have to win. I have to wait until I win the scratch off ticket to get this goddamn moment. The Tarasi is gonna have to finish my fandom set. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, and I think that shows like we're not matching where we want to be both internally and where the community want to be. Like people want to hold that set. They want to collect that set and we've not matched that. So like, I don't have a like, Hey, here's the one line. This is what happened. This is what went wrong. And I don't have, here's the one line. Here's the solution. And I'm not going to like BS and pretend I do. I don't think anyone should like, look, I'm, like I said, I'm out of office. People are working on it. It's not me. I'm just trying to talk about it openly and say like, we can definitely prevent it again by improving internal processes. And it definitely doesn't reflect how we feel about the WNBA set. I think we want it to be a collectible set because the community want to collect it. Like there's no benefit well, and, for us to make that hard, you know? Sure. And, and, and I want to reiterate that like the fact that you're here, Luke, in the midst of what you're doing right now, like we really appreciate you being here. And I don't, I mean, I'm joking, but I don't want to make light of the fact that you're here. You're, you're listening to what we're saying. You're, you know, you might not have all the answers, but you're certainly at least of you're, you're listening to our voices and you're providing a, a way for us to be able to um, communicate to the the team. And I appreciate that. So I don't want to make light of that. Yeah, I want to jump in there as well. And like some people know this already in this room, Vim, he blows he knows this, but like we don't just sit here and listen. And then the next day, it's not me and Mo trying to repeat what you said. No, like that we, we're using screenshots. We're using direct quotes. We're taking tweets and the work of me and Mo and the rest of the community team is we gather that up, we summarize it, but then we also point directly to it. We'll say, look, 
this is the feeling. And here's like 20 collectors from different backgrounds, different collector scores, whatever it is, who are saying it. It's not just Veerman said this, that's what people think. It's Veerman said this, Wolf said this, Vito said this, Mike G said this. You know, it's like all these people. And so like, I want to make that clear. Like your your voice is, it's not just me sat in the spaces right now as well. Like, I, like Mo can speak on it more if he wants to, but we've been collecting the feedback. We've been giving that feedback internally and we're just trying to bridge that gap to make sure that every voice can be heard in this space, you know? Luke, Luke, why, why, why'd you call out Veerman and Wolf and Vito, but you didn't mention me, man? What, what the hell? <laughs> I've got you blocked, bro. That's why. Like, we definitely don't listen to you. But everyone, Mark, else... you bought a bobin, Mark. You bought a bobin at the high, dude. Oh, <laughs> no, Vito, you're nobody, me, man. You're killing me. Anybody in the spaces? Why, why you on he bought a bobin at the high, thinking he could flip it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Vito, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. Luke, real, real quick. Um, I know the Tarashi moment is, is one issue. I think the other sentiment, one way or the other, negative or positive, has been about <clears throat> the S3 drop this week. Um, personally, I got 10 packs, and I bought 10 packs. But I know there's been a lot of criticism, one way or another, about having, I guess it was anywhere between 70 to 100,000 people in queue and only, you know, 30,000 people could buy packs, give or take. Um, what, like, just speaking broadly about the Top Shot feeling internally, what has that generally been like in terms of that drop? Obviously, it's sold out, but I think there is some fair criticism about allowing people to necessarily buy 10 packs. And I say that as someone who bought 10 packs. Sorry, your your concern is what? What's your question now about the ten packs? Sorry, my 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 my, my concern is is there's twofold. There's a concern for collectors who enter into queue as a first time Top Shot user, or maybe it's their first big drop, quote unquote, and they wait for an hour or two to try to get a pack, and it's you know basically sold out because thirty thousand people could buy ten packs. Like the the thought process is. That maybe for newer users or just in general, maybe we should have loaded the supply to five packs max rather than ten. Because ten sold out fairly quickly, all things considered. And it wasn't a great user experience for for newer users to Top Shot who, who entered that queue. Mm-hmm. So I'm just eating. I've only got about five minutes left. So if I, if I cut off suddenly, that's and fine. Sorry, we've turned off. this into a town hall there, Tumbo. Um, <laughs> I'm just... I'm really worried someone's going to ask a really hard question and then I'm like, i got to go and it's going to look well sus. Um, but basically, so we're, I hear you and I love how many people, and I know it's going to sound weird, but I love how many people are asking me and DMing me and talking about what about new collectors. Like so many people are concerned not for themselves, but for new collectors. And I get it and that's fair, but we're really comfortable and we're really confident that the new user experience has improved a lot and we're continuing to do that. We've got more coming, don't get me wrong, but you know, for anyone who's not signed up recently, a new collector, they can join the platform, they get the starter pack off the bat, they can just buy a pack on demand. Sorry, I'm eating. And after that, they can complete their team quest. And you know, there's like a little guide on the site that helps people show people, like pick a favorite team, collect a few moments, boom, collect score bonus, boom, you can now get your booster pack. So like new collectors are already doing their first sort of challenge style thing, very small, just to collect three moments of your team and get into packs. And it's not, I'm not saying that's the best new user experience, but I'm saying that like, They've already kind of put their foot in the door. And so we're not so worried about the new user experience on the first big pack drop because 
And, you know, this is like a multifold aspect because this new approach means that we can deliver large number of packs on a weekly basis, which means if you're a new user, yeah, you might not get lucky in that first pack queue and that first week, but you know it's there. You know, you come back the next week and the week after and the week after and sooner or later, you're going to get in there and you're going to be able to buy up to 10 packs if that's what you want. You know, right now, let's be real, we're, we're at a situation we want to have large number of packs available for people that want large number of packs, but, you know, we're not going to print two million packs unless we felt there was sufficient demand. So like there's always going to be a trade-off. And I hear the question, why not five packs? And it's like, well, to be frank, it becomes almost, and I don't want to say sound flippant here, but if we say why five, it's like, why not six? Why not seven? Why not eight? You know, you can kind of have that argument between that sure. range. Um, maybe we should have sort of on-ramped it a bit slower. Maybe we did five this week and 10 next week, maybe. But also like with Star Series, we want to set the expectation like, we're going to let people buy 10 packs if they want on these common packs. And look, not everyone's going to qualify every week, but you can come back next week and the week after and the week after. And like, hey, you might be sat there like, yo, I want to try and buy 10 packs every single week. And like, you should be allowed to. They're common packs with common moments. If you want to buy 10 packs every week, is like, that's okay. That's fine. You know? Um, so to, Lou, to kind of add, oh, go on. I just, I want to cut you off just because I know you've got limited time. Um, can you speak at all to like collector score i know like series three is a lower collector score per moment than series two and series one and everything else but can you speak at all to like stacking moments and collector score before you have to run in what sense well like in series three so like you know, if, if somebody wants to complete a team, right, and Series 3 is going to come out with some new guys on new teams, so they have to buy those moments, but the score is going to be lower, um, are, 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 is stacking still a part of the process? Are we Should we be thinking about stacking Series 3 moments? Should we be, like, focused on Series 2 moments that get a higher collector score and trading in Series 3 moments? Like, can you speak at all to like the idea of building collector score? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, I'm going to prephrase this. Like, collector score, we have said before, like it's a evolving process, right? So, I do want people to remember, like, if you collect a team set, that set isn't like closed. It's not like collecting the run it back set from like series one or whatever. It's it's a it's an open set effectively. So it will adjust, and new moments might come out, or new players, I should say, might come out for that team set. So. Just saying that off the bat, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I want to build collect score, I'll collect my favorite team, and then I'll stack moments. But, you know, it, it might be like a new player comes out who's a legendary, and, you know, you have to address, do you want to buy that now, or do you want to wait? And, you know, you're going to lose that collect score bonus. Now, I, I think at its core, the way we're handling collect score isn't changing in Series 3. You know, we, we've made no announcements or set no expectations that it will change. Um Beyond, like I say, about team sets, that would be kind of the main focus I would keep in mind. If you're collecting, don't think team sets are necessarily, like, if you get 10,000 collect score points because you own a team and you buy 100 moments from that, like, that that can change and you should keep that in mind. Um, it Personally, that's why I think just collecting sets for the set itself, not the team set, but, like, your favourite set, like Hustle and Show, base set, whatever it is, Scene Stars, Cool Cats, like, that's a really easy way to get collect score forever because it will stay, it will hold. Um as for like changes in series three yeah, and nothing beyond that I, I think does that answer your question sorry maybe it was a little bit vague the question directly yeah i think it does i mean the idea is <clears throat> that we have a lot of collectors who 
have collected certain team moments or certain, you know, like there's some series. It was, it was really weird or not weird, but like just interesting, right? Like series two, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Charlotte Hornets, you could collect those moments fairly cheap and you could get a team set and get the collector. So bonus. And so like to know that in series three, you're going to have to continue to buy the, the team moments of the new players that get released and you could stack those moments and do whatever. Um, I think it's all important. You know, I think, I think from a community standpoint, people just want information, right? They want to know, Luke, I know you got to run. I know you got a lot going on. Um, I have, I have a, a quick little poem. It's a genuine wish for you. I hope, <laughs> I hope good luck follows you wherever you go. May you become so famous that everyone should know. May your dreams come true, then each day will be new. Good luck, my friend. I hope you take down the World Series of Poker. Oh, mate, that's awesome. I mean, so do I, to be honest. Like, lads, if I even make it for the last day, it's going to be a hype. I'm going to do a spaces on the final table and we just sit and listen, all right? <laughs> if you don't make it to the last day, you've let Tom shot down. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it was awesome actually. Uh, like about an hour and a half ago, uh, a couple of collectors came up to say hi. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. One of them from the RSOP uh, project, but then also one of them was a Top Shot collector. He's in Vegas for the weekend, and like, that's yeah, awesome. That was awesome. I was like, man, that's dope. You know, like I was playing a smaller event last week, and the guy to my right, like. We just chit chat and I mentioned I work for Dapper and he's like, Oh yeah, like I've got a few moments in Top Shot, you know, like it's not not a lot of people. I say I met like three or four collectors now, kind of at random, but like it's wild, you know, like how much is changing and how much is growing. Like very you know? cool, very cool. Listen, if you get a chance, slap Tony Parker in the face and tell him Tim Duncan told you to do it. Yeah, bro, he he not, <laughs> for anyone not aware, he's playing in the World Series today and like when they have like a big name like that play and they uh make a bit of a thing about it so he announced like the shuffle up and deal to the dealers and stuff like that and i was like oh i need i need to get on that man's table you know that's, that's <laughs> what I'm now, lads. Get on that man's table i'll be talking top shot all day long if i'm on his table yeah, for sure for sure you could talk about my account because he's my biggest bag right now let's go <laughs> <laughs> i let him know all right i got dropped um sorry for anyone if my answers weren't sufficient but listen like one thing i want to leave on is um you know, I know a lot's happened this week. I know it's been up and down. And at the end of the day, this community is so freaking passionate and it's mapped internally. So, like, I just want people to know that when you're, when you're being vocal, when you're upset, when you're happy, when you're excited, when you're nervous, whatever it is about the collection, about the challenges, etc. Like, it's, it's not just you. Like, it's going to be matched internally. And so, like, do you keep the constructive feedback that we see? Do you keep these discussions happening? But know that, like, they're not falling on deaf ears. And sometimes we can't say what we want to say because we have to just sit back and listen but like we are listening always so i just want to say that i want to shout out everyone in the spaces right now except vehement don't listen to steve ever <laughs> we appreciate you luke right, without you. a doubt man we we appreciate you and good luck i hope you have a great rest of the evening and, and weekend and take this mother lover down brother <laughs> i appreciate it all right peace out everyone can I ask you a quick question on if it was addressed before I came on? Yes, of course. Um, sure. Who do you want to ask? Just everybody, if, if anything okay. came up. Just something that, that concerns me is the constant errors on like the scores and the typos and words spelled wrong. Not necessarily because those things are wrong, but it, 
it worries me that if those things are wrong, other bigger things are wrong and not looked at. And that might not be true. I think, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And I think if you're talking about like typos, Dave should handle this question. Hey, real quick, just just to, to jump in on that. Otis, uh, Top Shot Otis, uh, met, had a long thread on this. It's actually linked up top. Um, Wilhelm responded to it, and, and that was one of the key things that Otis talked about was the the really basic things that, it, particularly in terms of some of those W run it back moments, is where we saw it mostly. Is we saw typos, we saw scores that were wrong, we saw uh, photos in some cases that were wrong. Um, just kind of odd things that didn't entirely make sense in terms of a QC process, which are a little troubling in terms of like day to day grind of of print of minting moments. So. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, being addressed now to what extent or what that means, like big picture internally. We don't know, but we do know at least it's being mentioned by the CEO and they're aware of it. So that is at least there one way or another. Yeah, that was nice to hear that, that they've screenshotting and all that, too, just to know that the they're, they're listening and hopefully adjusting. That That's good. It feels to me like maybe like some of the front facing people like El, El Dumbo's always been like awesome on what he said and other people i worry maybe it's like not even their fault they obviously couldn't say but maybe like some of the people that they brought on board at the start like weren't uh, it weren't i don't know not weren't qualified or weren't ready for like the explosion that happened and like i guess that's fair um and maybe they just it's either team turnover or team training i don't know what i have to say on that but like the front facing people seem awesome i guess maybe there's just logistical issues of being like one of the biggest companies in the world out of nowhere that we don't you know know about yeah yeah no for sure we've got we've got mustafa here mustafa i don't know if you want to jump in i think the front-facing people not only are um really genuinely good people right like luke and mustafa like they're they're genuinely good people but they're also they're fans of the nba they were fans of the platform before they got hired I think sometimes, you know, like there may be people who are working for Dapper who don't know or really care so much about the NBA. And so the front facing people they hired to uh, after the fact, right, to represent Dapper and to represent Top Shot in a way that in, engages with the fans and engages with the platform. But they're already fans and they're already collectors and they already understand it. I don't know that everybody in inside of the company is of the same mind. So I think that plays a role too. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in. I literally about to walk out the door um, because it's kind of funny. So you talk about like NBA fandom. I'm not, a, uh, I wasn't a huge NBA fan. And that doesn't necessarily mean what you're saying isn't still, you know, a potential factor. But I just want to highlight it because I feel like you name me as doing, you know, I do my job well. And I, I think... At this company, at Dapper Labs, one of the things I've noticed is like people that join generally are either like big crypto people or big NBA people, and then some are across. But like, it doesn't necessarily reflect in their like work quality or ability to work, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I just want to jump in and say that because I think it's you know I was laughing about it when as soon as you said not big NBA fans, I was like, oh, Mo's going to be creased up because like I have to be asking who players are all the time. Like, uh, Jake yeah, but you, but but Luke, to your point, like you had a collection and you had, 
you had moments before you got hired, right? Like, so, yeah, I think, um, so I, like, you might not be necessarily an NBA fan, but, like, you had a portfolio before you got hired. Yeah, I think, so, I, yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, the, the people that were signed up for some of them are, like, Jacob level NBA nerds almost. Um, and I mean that in the most respectful way. But I would say. No, would no, say, he's I'm, a nerd. I'm, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to walk out the door right now. I'm, I'm going to leave you on this. And I don't mean to be short, but I would say, I, I think the issue is just we're rapidly expanding and we need to step back and like take a breather and be like, okay, we can still hire these people, but let's hire someone whose sole job it is to QA every content we're putting out. And I think, you know, we can work on that. And it's not, whilst I appreciate that the point that was raised, it's a little bit concerning. It's also not long-term a big concern because it is solvable. You know, like, errors well, yeah, I are think... going to happen and we can re- we're never going to have a, no, a 0% error rate. No company does right. But we can go from like I... a 0.5 to a 0.01. Um, and it's definitely I... solvable. Agreed 100% hire Steve and we're all done. Bro, we're not going to hire Steve, man. <laughs> we can't hire our biggest collector. He's too, no, honestly, I wouldn't want to hire him in because we need voices like that in the community. Real talk, Steve. I hate to say it. I wouldn't say no to it either, but like it's, it's the same with others. You know, these people, they provide so much value because they provide a direct line of feedback and open communication, you know? Um, I think you missed it, Luke. I said the same thing earlier. Like I, a year ago, my dream job would have been to work at Dapper. Like, no joke. I didn't think that uh, you know, in a short period of time, I'd be like, you know, this massive whale on Top Shot. I didn't think that would ever happen. Um, and if it didn't happen, like, I would probably be applying to Dapper in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and look, like, obviously, at the same time, I wouldn't say no to having you, Steve. Wouldn't you like, I'm just joking about the hard no, but like, I just think um, there's like a space, you know, it needs to be done in the right way, these things. And at the moment, I think there's better value for both us, yourself, and the community by having you be that one of, one of many important voices in the community. It's like LG. LG's a better example because I'm not like talking directly about Steve. Like LG's great. I would love to work with him. But also I love having the first mint out there as a community led voice and feedback form, you know? And like I think it's just yeah, yeah, balance right. Anyway, I gotta go. Appreciate you there. Thanks, Luke. We appreciate it. El- the first mint's a great secondary marketplace to the wolf pack. So that's fantastic. <laughs> Steve I've got some questions. I've got a few questions. Wolf, can we, want, do, can we, we, can. Can we do some trivia? I, yeah, I can't. I just want to do an aside first. I've got a lot of people requesting to speak right now, and we're oh, full. I'm, go, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to you, so yeah, uh, just everyone be patient. In. I was going to jump yeah. in for one second. Uh, host here hasn't chatted in like 20 minutes. Uh, we yeah. have a lot of people who want to talk, so I'd love to give everybody the opportunity uninterrupted to just kind of jump in and chat, yeah. ask some questions. We got... Yes. Uh, Mustafa here, he's uh he's either waving or giving me a high five. <laughs> Yo, I like it. Yeah. My man Dr. Jeremy just do joined want, up. Do you want to talk squiddy. my friend? I mean, what do y'all want to talk about? I'm just here listening, you know, just you know, just gathering insight. Okay. I love You're you showing up. On the wall. I love you showing up. Appreciate you coming in, Big you squiddy. and Dumbo. Dumbo folded pocket aces just to be here. And I appreciate <laughs> we that. Got about him. Here too, <laughs> We're all here. Hello everybody. Hey Squiddy, what's up, man? How are we tonight? Wolfpack, fantastic. That's right. We're vibing in the in the wolfpack. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to drop in and say hi. It's an interesting conversation going on. We'd love to be part of it. Hey, you're in. You're part of it. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Jeremy, did you want to jump in and have something to say? Yeah, sure, guys. Hi, I'm uh, waiting in JFK to fly back to Dubai off of a very exhausting NFT NYC week, and I had an opportunity to talk with two different sort of. Uh, Top Shot influencers this week, and they both had very different takes, so I just wanted to ask the group what they thought. The first take was, 
I'm upset that everything isn't raising in value. And as t series go by, everything should appreciate because why am I going to keep collecting if moments don't keep appreciating? And the second person said, well, if you're collecting physical cards, like 80% of it is shit and 20% of it's really good. So this is, you know, if the, if the value doesn't appreciate, who cares? Because that's what collecting physical cards are like. So I just want to, I'm going to hang up and listen, but I just wanted to get your guys' take on that sort of uh, two different mindsets from two different Top Shot influencers and hear where you guys weigh in on that. And we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, awesome stuff, sure. Dr. Jeremy. Thanks for asking those questions, man. I feel like it, not to single somebody out and, and and feel free if you don't want to chat on this, Steve, but I feel like you'd be, uh, with your experience and time on the platform, that you might be a good person to answer this. But Yeah, absolutely. That's a, it's a great question. I think the obsession over account values and whatever, it, it's not healthy. Um, you know, I, I wrote the first valuation tool for Top Shot last, uh, like, um, almost a year ago, it was before Christmas last year, it was Christmas 2020. And I put it out and I feel like maybe two months later, I created a monster, I, I stopped I stopped developing on it. And you know, other sites have popped up since, which is great, but I think the focus on the account value really detracts from the collecting aspect and kind of the fun part of the platform. Um, it becomes obsessive if you just look at this as like a financial instrument. And I think it's the like antithesis of like a, of what fandom is um it's not what why i got into this like truth be told um a big part of this for me was i wanted like i was already going to raptors games all the time i wanted better seats i wanted to interact with players i wanted all the cool stuff that fandom that what fandom meant and so i think um you know if this product if this platform is successful long term I, I will say confidently, um, the value of moments will be there. That'll be a non-issue. So it's not even worth worrying about. At this point, the only worry is like adoption and whether this platform's fun to use and whether like people actually enjoy using it. Um, if it's not that, then we, we have a big problem. Um, and if, if it is that, then I think um, the financial element will come with time, right? Like a, a similar example is like Pokemon cards. Like, you know, back in the day, people collect Pokemon cards, not because there was a financial tie, because it was fun to collect them. Um, same kind of thing here. Like, this has to just genuinely be fun. If I could add on to that, that's like, again, I found Top Shot. My whole entry point into these, this NFT world is because Top Shot. My friend showed me Top Shot. I looked at it. And immediately it brought me back to, you know, my Madden Ultimate Team days. And it's just like, all right, well, this this is the real currency, though. Instead of just this bullshit Madden coins that you get the next year's game and it goes away, this can kind of be how I build my squad. You know, I'm a fantasy basketball participant of shit. I just turned 30s, call it 18 years, right? And I saw Top Shot as ways where I can, you know, I didn't have to find a different partner. You know, I didn't have to find somebody else in my league if I wanted to buy uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, cheap, right? I didn't have to try and convince him to pay for me. If I thought he was undervalued, I, I could just, I could get him. You know, I, I did it like kind of from fantasy and I was genuinely collecting. You know, my first moment was TJ McConnell. And as soon as, as soon as I figured out 
Top Shot. I was already on Discord, right? Squiddy Diddy Doo, that's my Pokemon Go name. I, you mentioned Pokemon, you mentioned basketball. This is, it feels like a good time to maybe share my, my backstory a little bit unsolicited. A lot of you guys know this, some of you don't. But I was like, all right, I gotta, uh, I gotta work for this company. I was like, Top Shot is the coolest shit I've ever seen. So again, joined the community, right? I was only on Discord because of Pokemon. So I, I just kept Squiddy Diddy Doo because it's it's just funny to say. It still gets me every time. Uh, imagine introducing myself to people in real life, like, "Hello, oh, hi, I'm uh, I'm Squiddy Diddy Doo. Nice to meet you. Yes, take me seriously." Um, but I, you know, I don't. I just I, it was it's fun. So you, Squiddy, Squiddy, yeah. you did that to yourself, bro. You did that to yourself. Yeah, I love it, bro. I I don't give a fuck. You know, like I'm just out here to have fun, man. I'm out here to have a good time, and I'm generally out here just like to bring people together. So when it came to Top Shot, it was like, yo, this is the platform that can bring basketball fans like myself, these basketball nerds, into one place where we can, like, you know, we can do cool shit. Like, if this thing succeeds, it can completely revamp the NBA fandom. So uh, I just say this, you know, loved collecting. I was like, I got to work, got to work for this company. Ended up making it happen, you know. And it's just, it was big because when people talk about, I know I'm not really supposed to talk about the financial aspects, but one of the things that breaks my heart every time being on the Discord is, you know, like how 80% of the conversation at the time with certain channels is, especially on pack day, oh, I just got this. How much can I sell it for? That's 80% of the conversation, and it just it just makes me sad, you know? So it's a, it's a bummer, but we're growing, right? And it's you guys are fucking awesome, right? The Wolfpack is awesome. We see how passionate all this whole Top Shot fans are and kind of allude to what we're saying too like we we feel it right i came in as a big collector and i gave up collecting so i could try and just like represent the people on the inside right want to make sure that we're, we're kind of getting it to the right way just trying to play a small part but wh when we hear the gripes like we we hear it and especially me mo you know, luke you know it does ring personally as well so that's uh, i'm gonna stop talking now because i think i might be a little sick from new york but that just felt like a time to just chat a little bit, say what's up, and kind of go off that thing a little bit. No, Squiddy, I love it, man. I love it. And I think, you know, there's like, you know, there's all these different psychologies of collectors and, and whatnot. But, like, to, to know that people like you and Mustafa and Luke are here and they listen to what we're saying – and they listen to the collectors, they listen to Steve, they listen to some of the OGs, but they also hear people on Twitter who are new users and get shut out of a common pack for season three, right? Like that's important and it's important for, for Dapper and for Top Shot moving forward to know that those people have a voice, those people are heard and things can change and can morph around what their concerns are. And I think it's super important. I really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Uh, and yo, when I'm like, when I'm working, when I'm working for Top Shot, I'm not working for, I'm working for you guys, you know, because there's so many people out here who love this fucking product, right? So I'm making sure that, you know, I'm here for the people, man. Most here for the people. Like we are, we're all part of the same community. So just keep it up. Keep voicing your opinions. Keep doing it. You know, when it's time to celebrate, keep celebrating. When it's time to voice your concern, voice your concern. So we're, we're here for all of it. Squiddy. I love it. So real quick, 
real quick. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Just, if just anyone's got any questions, values. I'm happy to answer them too. That that I can. But... Just quickly on account values versus the concept of collecting what you like, basically. I think there's for most collectors, from the collectors that I know, a it's mostly about the community and the that how amazing this community has been by and large for, you know. 95% of people, I think, generally have been really, really great in this community. There's, there's a couple I'm not big fans of, but it is what it is. But what I would say is, when you're talking about account values, you shouldn't really focus on account values if you're collecting what you like. But I do. But I, I think the idea that it's not a concern for people, given the amount of money that they're potentially investing, is at least something to think Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Like, I, I just want know, to be clear that I didn't say it's not a concern to people and shouldn't be a concern to people. I'm, 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 I'm not saying you did. I'm, I'm more just saying, like, in the big picture of how most collectors are viewing it, it's, it's more of just, like, the money's a part of it. There's no way to separate the money from, like, your feelings about the product. But at the same time, the product itself is great. The pack opening experience is phenomenal. Um, you know, it's the, the cocaine of, of NFTs, basically, that, that magical moment when you open up a pack. Um, same thing goes for flow uh, for the flow packs. By the way, I don't know if anyone's opened those yet, but it looks like an awesome experience. I wish we're we're not um, we're not capable. <laughs> that being said, I I do think like should account values appreciate all the time. I, I, that's difficult. It, like that's a difficult that's a difficult question. Part. Just in the, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really think I have an answer for that. Right I here, would right I would Albert. jump in and ask what market does everything go up all the time? Bingo. Exactly. Nothing. Right. There's no market yeah. where something goes up all the time. It just becomes hypersensitive when other things are not going well. And I think it kind of compounds. And I think that's what we've seen in the past few weeks is that, you know, count value started to dip a little bit. Running back came out. We saw money starting to get spread out after the hype died down. Which is, I mean, it's just going to happen. There, there's going to be ups and downs. And then I think that there was just a couple things that the community overall didn't like so much. You had the, the showcase thing, and then you had the pack drop. And I think it all kind of compounded, which just amplifies, you know, the market values. And, and so, you know, to echo Steve's thing is the the platform. You know, there's still opportunities to be to to do things that are more fun and to have more fun. Challenges are really fun. And I, I'm a big advocate of a range of challenges, having more difficult ones to achieve, like the the Vince Carter, and then easier ones to achieve, like the Clay Thompson was pretty good. I thought that was a really balanced challenge. Challenges are super fun. We'd love to see like flash challenges, you know, and, uh, yeah. shit like that, like a one day challenge. You know, some of these are six days and I get it because <laughs> as much as we like to think so, not everybody lives and breathes this platform every single day. People come in and come out. So what? No, no way. Yeah, we're a pretty we're a pretty passionate group to say the least. But I, I think we uh, only talk twenty hours a day. It's only twenty hours a day. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, this, let's talk about this product is fucking unmatched. It's just unmatched and, and we love it so much. And we want it to succeed so much, but we also invest a lot in it. We invest time and and energy and money, of course. So there's a lot of things going on. But I, I, I love challenges. I think challenges are really fun. I think there's a lot more that could be done there. I would love to see, you know, going forward, more careful attention paid to these and not have something like what happened this this with this WNBA one happen again. And that's just my piece. I don't 
don't want to take over here, guys. I just had to jump in on that one. If you're, if no, you're hosting, all good. it's your space. Now, I've got a question for you guys. Like, how – I mean, I feel like I'm preaching to a choir on this one because, again, the main thing for me with Top Shot, I was like, all right, you know, I'm a wanderer, right? And I go to music festivals. I like to do shit on my own and just, like, see what happens, right? I like to meet random people. I'm very yeah, – very outgoing, right? So – Meeting up with like random Top Shot collectors. Like when I first saw Top Shot and I'm thinking blue skies, I'm like, yo, shit, there's gotta be a way where, like, all right, if I'm traveling and I happen to be in Cleveland, and this is before I knew, I won't, I won't dox them. Um, and this is, you know, like, oh, shit, let me just hit up like Top Shot collectors, see if there's any Top Shot fans that are gonna be in Cleveland. We can like meet and watch a game at a bar or something, like, right? Have you guys, how often and what ways inside of the platform do you think? kind of enhance uh, again i'm all about just like genuine like human connection basketball being a big modem for that uh what ways what are the ways you think we can kind of do that if that's even something yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here i think the discord i mean back in the day the discord was the place to be right like so many great conversations early on before it kind of got out of control um you know possibly i'm sorry the mod days yeah well pretty much but i'm, I'm just thinking even now like It'd be so cool to have like team specific channels. Maybe, maybe it was just gated if you owned a certain number of moments from that stay, team. Like, stay tuned. You know, something like that. I know it's been stay tuned for almost yeah. a year. I've been, okay. We've been asking for this for, since January, and fair. we've been told. I've fair, been told fair, since fair. January. You know, like, come on. There, there's a fair. there's a point in time where like, you know, I, I'm I'm a patient guy, but like. The community aspect here is is lacking, and this is very much a social product. Um, we're we're very much reliant on Twitter and like other community discords, which which are great. But like having a central place for us to talk makes a whole lot of sense. No, really? I appreciate that. I agree, and that's something I'm you know we're trying to work on. But hey, I, why can't we bring the people. Discord to the website? Why can't the chat be integrated into all of that? And then we can create sub channels of our own and create our own like Wolfpack channel within the, the, the top shot website and have all of those channels right in there, especially for like newer users coming in, they don't have to go learn discord and sign on to that. And then of course, find out that that's probably not the most fun experience they've ever had. Why can't they just come right to top shot and have all that integrated would just be my thought. That's, I mean, that's a good idea. That talks way above my pay grade. <laughs> you know? oh, so I don't know, you know, and it's just like we're new, it's early, you know. So I'm just kind of like, you know, I have yeah, no idea sure. that one. Um, just so uh, you know, it's, it's it's kind of a funny thing that's happening. Uh, some you know other Top Shot collectors reach out to me, and I'm actually going to a game this Sunday with a few Top Shot collectors. Hell yeah! Um, a bunch of us pulled our money together. We got like a box at uh, Scotiabank Arena, so that'll be a ton of fun. Um. And then, like, separately, a few weeks back, I actually bought a ton of tickets to eight different Raptors games. I plan to run uh, just, like, Top Shot events there. So stay tuned stay tuned there. But, like, I, I want just more fun community things, just as you mentioned. Steve, like, yeah, Steve, I had to start. I, like, I, started, I started a thing called NFT Philly so I can host meetups for Sixers games because I could, you know, like, it's – that's just what I want to do with Top Shot, you know? So hopefully I can start doing that in like an official capacity. But I think that those meetups and those things, especially, you know, we, we all want the same shit in that regard. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Steve, I don't remember getting the invite to the box, man. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, there might still be a, a ticket available. Are you are you in Toronto uh, Sunday? No, I'm nowhere near Toronto, but I could have I could have used an invite and gotten there. Well, hey, you're invited <laughs> if you can make it down to Toronto in uh, what 48 hours. Yeah, and whenever whenever anyone's in Philly, they want to go to a Sixers game. Hit me up. That's uh, easy. Squiddy, Squiddy, you you and Joey Hammer got to connect, man. Joey Hammer's he's big time top shot guy. He's part of the Wolf Pack. Yo, you and Joey Hammer are in uh, Philly together. We gotta get him. We gotta get him to the next NFT Philly Sixers watch. Maybe I even try and get like I'll, I'll do some shit. Like I'll buy again. I'll do what Steve did. I'll buy like eight tickets. I'll be like, all right, first people who have NFT collection or have a Top Shot collection want to come to the game, just come on with. So absolutely, I can't wait to catch games with people, and, and uh, it's something that. I when we have the wolf box somewhere, that's gonna be sweet. Gotta gonna say, I gotta like not. I have to not talk for like the, the two weeks beforehand for all the howling that's gonna go on. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. But speaking on on that note, I'm gonna dip out because I uh, I can barely talk anymore. New York was a lot of fun. I have no voice. Squiddy, thanks so much for dropping in, man. Appreciate hearing from you. Thank you, appreciate guys. Yeah, I don't I don't hop on these things very often. Uh, but you're I always welcome, my friend. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on, and you know it's much love. You know we're all part of this community, just like you guys, just having me trying to do the thing for the inside. I appreciate it, Squiddy. Stay well, brother. You too, guys. Stay safe. Hey, uh, we got not Kawhi's burner account asked to be a speaker. Did you have a a question you wanted to fire out there? Or? <clears throat> Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, I must have bumped out my mistake, but I did get in here late. I'm happy to be a part of the group again. This sounds great. Yeah, Squiddy was saying some great things there. And it's good to hear on the other side that they're fans too, right? Like real, real. They're real too. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's good to know that, you know, the, the folks at Dapper are recruiting are fans of the game because that means they're going to be a little bit more invested in it. It is an interesting topic and we've talked about it before that they can't collect and to some extent we understand that but also to some extent you know it might be beneficial to the folks that that work for them to be able to collect to kind of understand some of these challenges that we face i think they do their best you know at least mo and, and dumbo were doing their best to speak to it but the, the, if, if they felt the pain of actually not being able to go for this challenge or that challenge drops and they see kind of how broken it is it might even be a little bit more beneficial to them, but you know, I, I can understand the internal challenges to something like that. And Dave, yo, Dave, do we think do like so like Squiddy and Mustafa and um, Luke like they were collectors before, so there's 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 got to be some connection to you know feeling how we feel, but. Like Jacob, Katie, Alan, Roham, like that, that they're never gonna feel the way we feel about our sets, our moments, the money we've invested, right? Like, I don't know that. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, do is it is there a direct connection or a direct correlation between? You know, like some of the front-facing people, like El Dumbo and Mustafa and Squiddy, 
to the people that we believe are actually making the plans and setting the rules to this stuff? Like, if you, if you ask me personally, I would say that I think there's there is a disconnect there. I think their job is is to do what they're doing and to go out into the community and and uh, to help in just situations just like this, just speak to concerns and issues. But they they I think Dumbo said it that he's not part of the decision making process. You know, he's certainly going to walk the tightrope and you know defend his company, which understandably so. He's going to try to do his best to hear what our concerns are, but also, you know, defend what they're doing, but he's not in that decision-making room. He doesn't know why they did what they did. And I believe that, I believe that none of those guys do. It's just, there seems to be a sector or two of the company that is a bit concerning right now. And we don't know, like, you know, what is the hierarchy or who has to clear what with who. Um, I certainly work in a corporate setting and can tell you that there, there is a hierarchy and things have to be cleared by certain people in order to run. So, you know, they are a newer company, they're a younger company, and, and who knows? Uh, but it, it's, I, I think those guys have their role but and like, they have to keep the peace. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and like, I don't think personally that those front facing people like Mustafa and Squiddy and El Dumbo are the people that are making the decisions. But, like, to your point, there are people that are making the decisions. That's how that works. When top shot is when the top shot leadership is not just leadership of top shot, right? So like Roham, for example, he's he's the CEO of Dapper Labs, I believe is his title. But like he's his concern is more than just top shot, it's all of the various NFTs and different things that are going on in the Dapper Labs platform in the flow platform is that a problem like is there a problem with spreading the leadership too thin where you know we've seen over the summer flowverse was it was they were trying to pump flowverse up and they were giving out all these packs and these different nfts but was focus taken away from top shot like is there is there a sense that maybe i don't know i don't uh, is there a sense that maybe there should be a, a a bigger focus from certain people on certain projects and hiring people in a team's environment where like this team handles this this team handles this this team handles this so there's, there's not this crossover and there's not so much confusion and there's not a situation where like roham was tweeting to um Otis, uh, I think it was, or whatever his Twitter handle is, you know, like, I'm heading back to the headquarters now and we'll look into this kind of thing. Yeah, ultimately, it sounds like what you're getting at is it feels like they're spread thin at the moment. They have a lot going on between FlowFest, Top Shot, NFL on the horizon, and any and, and a lot of other projects that Dapper Labs is into. Is that is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I think I would agree. you're right. <laughs> and I would agree with it. We don't know for a fact, but it certainly kind of feels like that when, when little mistakes happen for a company that's evaluated at $7.5 billion or whatever the latest valuation is, that like weird, odd 
mistakes like this happen, yeah, it, it maybe people are overworked. Maybe they have too much going on. I don't know. I could, I could tell you in a lot of industries that that most companies are understaffed, but I think they're working in a in a industry that is people want to work in that is highly sought after. So I don't know. We don't have any we don't have any vision on that. We don't have any insights on that. Right. Steve, do you have any idea like again, like I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but like Roham is the CEO of Dapper Labs. Dapper Labs is associated with, you know, fuck a dozen different projects, 20 different projects, whatever it is. Like is the focus shifted? Is is like I, I don't think I don't think Roham's been like responsible for Top Shot for quite some time, or maybe even ever, to be honest with you. I remember in February when they dropped the uh, Hollow Icon packs, and you know I, I remember him saying something like, uh, um, "Oh, I'm surprised they were released today." Like he didn't even know they were going to be released. Basically, it wasn't his call. There's someone else who calls the shots for Top Shot. Um, that's the product owner. It, it's not Rohams. Rohams, the, the 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 CEO of the company. Um, I mean, his main responsibility likely is like uh, um, making sure that every 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 product has like an an owner and it's being it's being managed, and also that he's um, you know raising money and like networking with investors and you know so on and so forth. But I don't think he's like the nitty gritty of Top Shot. I don't think he's that involved. So I, I think a lot of people would would um, think he is, but I, I don't think he he, he is, or, or that he needs to be, to be honest with you. I think they've hired a lot of smart people um, to fill those roles. I think our, our questions are, are largely around like, who are those people? And, you know, uh, like maybe there should be a little bit of like um, clarification there on like this hierarchy and, and, and why decisions are made, right? Because even, you know, I, I would like to know retroactively just why certain decisions were, were, were made because there has to be some logic to it, right? Like even the 10 pack thing, it's like, if they came out and said, okay, here's what we thought would happen, you know, like something, 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 here's why we did it. Like, I, I would be like, oh, okay, cool. Like there's a reason for it. But I feel like if you're just throwing darts at a wall and there's no rhyme or reason to anything you do, that's where I'm a little bit confused. So like the communication part um, from the team would be uh, would be appreciated, but I, I I do believe these products like they they are being managed by um, competent and capable capable people. But again, some of these decisions like I think just just far removed from um, the collecting elements or just the the end user elements. And I think they definitely should be be connecting more with people like ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and especially like you were like you pointed out at the beginning. You would think like leading up to like series three, it's sort of like, all right, you got your practice out of the way. You're getting ready for the game. Like it's game day, the first drop of series three. And you have just 22,000 people that are like, uh, that are buying packs. It's like, it, and then to top it off, you're starting series three. So let's just throw a challenge in back from some random set that you just wanted to put in during the summer. Like, that's, I think, what's more, uh, like, who's thinking about this? Like, who did this? Like, how and what and where could anybody have yeah, signed I, off I, on I, this? I'm curious on, like, the iterations. Like, that's where I, I especially for a product like Top Shot, I, I think maybe a lot of us can agree here, maybe not, but I would love to see 
how an idea is iterated on. Like, you know, that the, the, the challenge we're all talking about, this fandom challenge, was that the first iteration? Did someone just throw a dart at a wall and say, yep, we need four three-pointer legendaries and whatever? Like, yeah, exactly. But, but, or, but, but I think what makes yeah. it worse is if, if they actually thought it out. I think that's what makes it worse. I would rather hear them say, yo, we just threw this out there. Like, let's have some fun. Well, like, if I, I, I want to hear something from them. But you know, if they like, thought I, this I would, out I, and, and they thought this out and they thought that like this was going to get brought out and like be like a good idea and like let's do this and then go back to a blog and put a little asterisk on that thing and like everything's going to be okay. Like, like who, who, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to, I don't want to hear like, oh, we'll get it right. Sorry, we're hearing everything. Like, I want to know how, where, and what. Like, where was the process during the off season? That they thought this was correct, and and yeah. and if it makes sense to me, I'll keep you know I'll keep shoving money into it. But like if not, then like like let me know. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that is exactly that's why I wanted to and thanks guys for letting me come up and, and talk. But that's exactly just listening to you guys talk is have been some of the main concerns I've had over the past I don't know two or three months I guess with decision making. Where early on I was just kind of like continuously cutting them slack. And then at this point, with this whole challenge with the WNBA thing, it just, they either have, well, to Vito's point, it's it's more discouraging if they thought this was a good idea and how they possibly came to that conclusion. Um, and then putting it out there, that's that's scary to think that they have people of that mental capacity working in such an important role. I want to bring up something that hasn't been brought up at all. Um, so I made a post a couple of days ago about like the collector score, just like the blog they put out because even the way they publish it, it's a little confusing. So I made a little like uh, a table, right? That's a little easy, easier to read. And one thing I noticed about this table is on their blog, they have a blog for all things collector score. Um, see if I can bring it up right now. And in the blog, under summer 2021 rewards, they list uh, a common base reward has it's 10 collector score, a fandom reward is 15 collector score, a common non-base is going to be 10 collector score, a rare reward is, is, is 120 collector score, finally a legendary is 1500 collector score. These are all for the summer 2020 rewards. They published this you know a while back. The thing is, in summer 2021, there were no rewards other than fandom rewards. There were no legendary rewards. There were no rare rewards. So why did they publish a blog citing the collector score for those tiers and they never ended up materializing? That just seems really strange because to me, when that blog came out, it's like, oh, they said something about rare rewards in the collector score. So my brain goes to, there's going to be a rare reward. <laughs> like anyone reading that, that's the logical conclusion you come to. If you put a blog out saying, here's the collector score for a legendary reward for summer 2021, it's like, oh, there's gonna be one of those. There wasn't. And this is why this fandom tier is thoroughly confusing because they put it all there. So this is just an example of like, what? Who who was thinking what when they published the blog? Were they not referring to that themselves when they, when they were designing the mechanics of the showcase challenges? Like there just seems to be this huge disconnect 
And the decision-making here of how they iterate on things, like I'm thoroughly confused. Um, and again, I, I, just like yourself, I was cutting them slack. It's like, at what point is it like, you know, <laughs> wait a minute. I feel, uh, like, I feel like there are people in positions that they are way underqualified for, not equipped to be in, and they have continued to let those people work on those positions as the platform has grown at a much higher rate than they expected, and we're continuing to see these issues exacerbated by these poor decision makers. That's just – I don't want to be rude about it, but I think that, that that's the bottom line, and until they fix that and get people in there who um, – have more expertise, uh, better decision-making skills, have better knowledge of collectors and everything else, then we're going to be suffering from these things going forward. Well, I think I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll just, I'll say that maybe one team isn't talking to another team. That's, I'll, I'll give them the benefit. I'll just say, you know what, everyone's working at the highest level. And I, I, I don't believe there are any dummies working. I, I honestly believe they have the best and brightest people working there. I just think there has to be some communication breakdown even amongst their own teams, because if they talk to their own teams the way they talk to us, there's going to be communication breakdowns because we don't understand half the things they publish. Let's be honest. So you have to imagine if you're one team trying to talk to another team, if they talk like, is this how they communicate with themselves? Because I'm starting to get that hint. That's maybe how it is. So, guys, but, it, but I, if you're a good I, uh, company and you have the right people in the right places, don't you realize that uh, that's a problem like way, way sooner than this? I mean, you're realizing it. We all realize it. Like, wouldn't that have been identified long ago and rem remedied? It should have been. It should have been for sure, I believe. But this this could be a pretty a pretty crucial moment in the history of Top Shot, which is kind of cool to be a part of it, but also super, super frustrating and annoying. Um, one thing that I work with every day is because I'm a really important CPA. I, I work with lots of clients who who Ooh. are scaling and, and trying to, yeah, all right. Who are, are I'm working with clients who are trying to scale and, and the, the three issues that they encounter, one of them Evan just mentioned, is that they don't have the expertise sometimes when they're trying to scale and they don't hire the right people in the right spot. Not saying that this is the case, but these are just a few things. There's no oversight. They're basically writing the procedures as they go. Um, because it's kind of never been done before. They expanded really fast. It's grown faster than they expected. These are normal quality control staffing issues. Like we all noticed Flowfest last week. El Dumbo was, was, was doing Flowfest and then hopping in the Top Shot Discord and then going back to Flow. Like, so I think, I think the focus is on, is on the big picture and, and that's, that's Flow and what's going on on Flow and what else Dapper's doing. Well, at the same time, they're trying to work in the weeds and that's not a recipe for success. CEOs, I can promise you, and it would be a concern if what I'm going to say is wrong, that Ro Roham is, is not anywhere close to what the hell's going on in the challenge. If he is, it that's an issue in and of itself. Um, Steve nailed it. I was in that same discord when he said, oh, Pax went out and had no idea. And that's a good thing because CEOs should be working on the big picture, which Dapper is doing a hell of a job working on the big picture, in my opinion. Um, but in the weeds, it's either they're, they're not qualified for what they're doing, or they don't have oversight and quality control, which I think is probably the case. And they're spread too thin. So I think this is a critical time and I, I hope they remedy it. Spence. Uh, I, I appreciate you jumping in, man, to, to your point, like, I run a housing authority in New York State, 
that has, you know, we house about 7% of our city's population. And I have a team and I meet with my management team on a regular basis, but sometimes that message, right, from me to the management team, to their leadership, to then the regular, you know, working people, it doesn't always translate the same. It's the same, it's the telephone game that we've all played since we were in, you know, kindergarten or whatever. So, you know, I wonder how much of the issues in internally with Dapper are, to your point, the team's not communicating clearly in that telephone game taking place because, you know, things are, are decisions are made and then passed along and those messages aren't necessarily passed in the same way. So uh, it, it, it certainly is interesting. Are you guys just flexing your jobs on each other? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> I got to that's that's good stuff. There's I zero. Dr. Do Jeremy has had chance. his hand up here Wolf. for like five minutes. I was just yeah. going to yeah. say the same Wolf, thing, there's zero yeah. percent chance. Spence is a CPA. He's got no flex, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys let's, have uh, no let's... clue if I really and, Ma and Mark bought a bulbin no at the high. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, Dr. Jeremy, you want to get in here again? Yeah, I'm, I'm about to get on the plane, so I'll make this quick. Make if we can assume that flow is so huge and being scaled at such a rapid pace that Roham can't possibly be day-to-day -to -day top shot, which we all seem to agree on, then it precludes the question of who is in charge of NBA top shot? Who is the number two that takes decisions on the strategy of NBA top shot? And I'm just curious if you know who that is. That's it. Doesn't Alan Dapper Allen consider himself a co-creator? I assumed it was him, but I don't know. Maybe Dave does. I thought there was a, a, a next in line or next in command announced like a month and a half ago or something that we haven't really heard much from, but I could totally be mistaken. I think if anything, it's confusing at best because we're not really sure unless somebody knows for sure who that next in command might be. I think, I think that's, that's the questions that we're trying to find out right now. Like who, who, and like what, what, who gets together and um, comes up with, all right, let's drop 10 packs. First, however, gets 10 packs because this, how many people came into a queue over the last five queues we dropped, like who came up with the challenges, who comes up with the roadmap. Like that's, that's pretty much what we're all trying to figure out right now because who's the guy at the top? That's what he's the guy at the top. Well, I think the guy at the top isn't the guy who would who would um, you know sign off maybe on the challenges or even think of the challenges. Um, I, I I think even like I, I my I imagine that the like the economist probably works closely with the person doing like the game mechanics. I think that's Alan. If I had to guess, I'd say the the economist and Alan hopefully should be working very close together because I think Alan. I think he is responsible for a lot of the yes, game. I think so. Austin right? said um, as much on our spaces a couple of weeks ago. He said Alan would tell him how many completions he roughly would think that the challenges would get in terms of like the Clay Thompson and a bunch of those ones. That's what Austin said, at least. So I'm just thinking like, you know, is there a disconnect there? Or like, are they working closely together? I, I don't know. But that's the that's the team that I'm I think where most of my concern is, is like, how, is that is that working um, as expected? Yeah, and I guess Dumbo try. I was trying to you know 
it was trying to listen to what he couldn't say to us, but it did sound like he was saying that it was time to maybe make that team a bit bigger so they could get some more voices in the room, which I did find a positive thing to say, but we see it. Yeah, I think they're defining their hierarchy as they grow and expand at a rapid rate. And a lot of the points that Spence was speaking to as far as scaling up, it, it's a difficult thing to do. And I, you know, Steve is, is in touch with Dapper as anybody that I know. And to say that we're pretty sure it's, it's Alan, it's that that's nothing against Steve. That's just like, we're, we're pretty sure, but we're not entirely sure, you know, who are the main guys who are in charge of this. So I guess a little transparency, a little bit more clarity than that would be great. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Well, I think there's some reason for that too. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't want someone to be constantly harassed on Twitter or something like, yeah, I think this is even why the economist is kind of a non is, is it would kind of be a, an awful situation for someone to be like harassed um, because of like a decision or something. It's like, so I kind of get maybe, maybe why they might not want us to know the exact makeup of the team. I don't know. May, 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 oh. I don't think they, I don't, sorry, Spence. I don't think they have to. No, no worries, sir. I don't think they have to tell us. Like, I'm not looking for, for an organizational chart on, okay, here's the guy making the game decisions and under him, but a little transparency would be great. Like, guys, just so you know, like, this is what they have to say. Guys, just so you know, we've heard your concerns. Here's our resolution, and here's what we're doing internally to strengthen our team, to give you the confidence to continue with the platform, or have fun with the platform, or have more fun, or not to be pissed off anymore. So I think now is a good time to be like, listen, we've heard constant complaints from the community on bad, bad communication, like a level of communication that is very, very disappointing and has been for some time. So now is the time to kind of do, do two things. Shore that up, communicate with us, and say a reason why we should still have confidence going forward because there has been a lot of blunders and I don't think anybody's anybody's you know, being rash here by saying there's been a lot of blunders. Um, there's a reason we're still at Top Shot because we love it and we want to see it be better. That's that's what I want to do. So now's the time kind of to, to, to show your metal, show show us why things are going to get better and, and, and not just say it. And let's give them that opportunity. I, I agree. And and when I when I say, like, uh, I want to know who's in charge, like I don't mean, like, a, a particular person or, like, a team, but, like, we, we, we've had so many different type of challenges, you know, going back when I first started, you had to collect 10 specific moments. Then there were showcase challenges. Then they, they ran during the playoffs last year, challenges based on uh, games. So like they could go back to old challenges and just say, Hey, we ran this challenge because we ran these numbers and figured this was going to happen. Like just give us insight of why they did things in the past then and, and it would make more sense to like why the challenge came about. So then like now we know that they're like maybe maybe this Tarasi moment might might be more valuable down the road. There might be meaningful for it because they made a you know, they might be having I don't know. I'm just saying like they they could tell us how the mechanics of what they did to to get the completions and how they did it and give us more insight. Maybe not on what happened is going to happen in the future, but how they did things in the past. So then we know, like, they're not just like Steve said, just throwing a dart at the board and like, here, let's get a Wade moment and get two point two million real quick out of out of uh, out of the well, top. That's top just, just your point. Like, why did they pick four legendaries? Like, did they start at three? Did they start at two? 
like I, I would I would feel better just understanding the iterations of how they were thinking about this because then I at least I know there's some thought put into this and I like I'm not just because we're playing with we're using real money you know like this is this can be stressful and I don't like feeling like uh, um, uh, I'm a, I'm a guinea pig in an experiment and you know I'm collateral damage or my bank account is collateral damage like can you just just make me feel good that you put a little bit of thought into some decisions before I start opening my wallet. That's all I'm asking for. That one hundred percent. So, like, just to make it clarity, like, I don't want to sound like I'm like, oh, tell me who's in charge. Like, I'm not like I'm I'm no Karen here or nothing like that. Like, I just want to know, like, I just want to know, like, why, like, why, 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 how, and what. Like, they they, they were getting ready for this S three drop. They know that they're only allowed to drop so many packs. They know that demand's going to be high in the beginning for the amount of moments not going to be out. Why only let 22,000 people get it? And you know there's going to be 65 in, in the queue. You know what I mean? Like, why do I have to call, get calls and texts from friends that I've been telling to get in the top shot all summer? Like, been so excited about this S3 drop. And I get it. It's the first drop. There's going to be more. But why mess up the first drop? It makes no sense. Yeah, I think like, I think as Dumbo said, he he said, you know, in a couple of weeks you won't you won't even notice because you'll have gotten a pack by then. But I do think the misstep was that this community doesn't think in a couple of weeks like it, we want it now, you know, and we your buddies want it now, and I and I agree, it ended up being such a misstep in terms of that. Yeah, I think Vito doesn't go full Karen. He if, correct me if I'm wrong. If isn't Vito TK wrong. mean Vito the Karen? I, I always thought yeah, that. Yeah, I think it does. I think no, it does. no. I think it's and I'd Vito like to point out, I'd like to point out, I, I mean, I have nothing to point out. Vito keeps busting my, my balls about Boban. I'm looking at Vito's, like, un, like his, I'm sorting his sales by realized loss. He has nothing. So, Vito, congratulations. You get to beat my nuts over Boban for the rest of my life. I will, I will, hold, down, I will hold that down to zero, bro. I ain't selling nothing. This is. I, thought, I thought Spence was the one that scoured our account. Yeah, that's, no, no, I'm, I'm, Vito's, Vito's taking me on here, and I was, I was trying, but no, he wins, man. He wins, hands down. Well, we Vito, have more. We have Mark giving financial advice after after buying Bobin at the hide and flip it. I mean, uh, he threw that up for me. Just teed it up. Teed up. Yeah, he's no Darius Basley, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I see I see that we have Dirk. We have Dirk here too. And I want to point out that uh, you know, what my heart goes out to Jaron Jackson Jr. and I know Dirk Dirk loves JJJ. Uh, 13 points, two blocks, a steal, two assists, nine rebounds. He had a great game tonight. So, Dirk, I feel you. J times three. He was hot. We we had a nice day. We had a nice game, brother. Oh, that's awesome. He's got a big bag of JJJ. Um, does anybody else have any last things they want to say on that? I think we've we've hit this topic for two hours now. I think we should have some. No, let's beat yeah, it. One, one more hour. hour. Let's just the, keep going. Yeah, what, let's keep it going. There's got to be an angle we haven't covered yet. <laughs> I think we should have a little fun here. We could end on a little yeah, fun. Yeah, I got fine. I, fine. I, I we'll got. I got Steve. Steve, my brother, my man, let's, my raptor. Let's cue him up here, Mark. Let's I, let I, the people play and watch listening know. So right now, guys, we're going to do some trivia. 
and we are going to do trivia with Steve. Steve has 14,000 plus moments. So uh, Mark's queued up some questions to ask Steve about his account to see if he would know the answers or not. Each question, I'm going to pick one of you guys listening. And uh, if Steve gets it right, you win one of our prized utility Diallos. Which is pretty pretty fun. Uh, I think I'm going to say this. Uh, this is going to embarrass me because it um, should. It should. Just, Steve. just and so whatever, everyone knows. Like, whatever you yeah, don't get right, you should send to my fucking my dapper wallet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. There's a certain point where you start. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a moment hoarder. There's no other way to, to explain it. Um, and yeah, after a while, after like you know a couple hundred, you start to lose count of what you have. Like I know generally what I have, but no, you I already have, know the questions. You have the no questions idea. you asked me. You have no yeah. idea. Like, look, yeah, for for the people in in spaces like Steve, St Steve's an OG. He goes way back. He was here, you know, in the beta. Like, uh, we could go on for days, but he has over fourteen thousand. He he's inching close to fifteen thousand moments. His collector score is one point six million. Like. There's no way he knows what moments he has. It's it's virtually impossible. No, so we're gonna get to the bottom of it. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> put up put up the uh, the hand the peace sign emoji if you want to be a contestant and win a free moment. Throw up a peace sign emoji. Let me just throw it out there too. Anyone who's uh, if I if I get it right or I get it wrong, anyone gets the moment. So if they get chosen, they'll get a moment. Steve doesn't want any oh, will towards you. Steve, oh, Steve's too nice of a guy. This guy, hey, this, this, the ego on Steve. You know, right now. the first person we're going to pick is Inferno, because if you look at Inferno, he is kind of like a Wolfpack member in that he has a pineapple. He also is waiting for his coconut forever, like you guys are. <laughs> Where are the coconuts? <laughs> the coconuts that should be coming soon. I'm hearing it coming. Vito, you've listen, always been the most sure. Like, no, guys, it's not a rug. It's not. Wolf, Wolf, listen, everybody, stay tuned. <laughs> I love it. I love All right, it. so question number one, and Inferno, you are up. You are going to win a All moment. Right, Steve. Steve, are you ready for this? No, go for it. <laughs> do you want to do some push-ups or something in between? Are you are you all right? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Go for it. So uh, this is uh, so. Here's what I did. Like legitimately, I went to Live Token and sorted by a bunch of different things. Okay, so I'm I'm using Live Token, and this is probably as of about 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, based on your current moments. I was looking at the um, unrealized loss. So the moments you currently have, not that you've sold, but the moments you currently have that you are down on the most, right? The biggest bags, so to speak. Do you know what the biggest bag is? I know what it is. <laughs> oh, what is it? The Trey Young. Yes. Uh, Yes, the Trey Young season two hollow number ten out yes. of fifty-eight. <laughs> yes, so everyone knows I I jumped the gun there out of the gate. I paid something like forty-one k for that moment. You can buy it in the market today for like six. So yeah, it's a little it's a little bit of an unrealized loss, just a tiny bit. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's that awesome. is awesome. So Inferno, 
I think Steve said he's gonna uh, he's gonna hook you up either way. So I'm gonna message you and get your TS for him. Yeah. If you put those emojis up, I might pick you for uh, the next contestant. And even if you don't, I might. That was just one of those moments where it went dead silent for 10 seconds. And I was like, am I disconnected? Am I supposed yeah. to talk? I what, hate what that. Yeah, it's always an existential crisis when that happens. Like, oh, it's just me. Uh, I thought we were going on to the... All right, so you picked a winner and then Mark's going to... Yeah, exactly. We're going to do five questions. Oh, wait. No, Mark can't... Oh, he got kicked out of speaking. I don't know. I could, oh, I could okay. If you right kick now. kick just out Evan him. or not Kawhi, maybe. <laughs> not meanly. Nicely. Just try There we go. We got Mark back. We can mute Mark if we need to, though. Uh, Thomas. Oh, I have that power? Were you all making fun of me? What, what the hell? Thomas, oh at God, Power no, and Water, you are like, our wow, next Mark, guy. Great my apologies. My apologies. I don't know. what My phone dropped the, dropped the call. But all right, Steve, are you ready for the next question? Dude. You want to do some jumping jacks or something? Get yourself warmed up? Already did. No. <laughs> All right. So this is so the last the question was about the unrealized loss. This is the question of the unrealized gain. Do you know what your what the what moment has the greatest unrealized gain that you have? Uh it's likely my LeBron Hollow. I, I hope it is. If if by LeBron Hollow you mean LeBron Series One Hollow MMXX, you are yeah. correct, yeah. my friend. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, that's my grail. Like I I, I earned that. Uh, I I grinded through that challenge. Um, that was that was the, probably the most difficult challenge I've ever done on the platform because I had to throw something like 15k at this platform when there were only a handful of users and it felt like it was. It might have been the biggest mistake of my life at that point. Like I, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, what am I doing? Right. Um, no one's using this thing. No one might ever use this thing. And I'm about to spend fifteen thousand dollars to do this challenge. And um, and I did it and uh, I, I haven't sold it. I, I, I probably never will. But anyways, the backstory with that one. Well, you might never sell it, but if you ever want to gift it to me, I'll, I'll take it. That's okay. Do you know what your number two uh, unrealized gain moment is? Uh, I bought a second one from the market. You nailed um, it. Goddamn. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Well, the, the two, like, the two, like, grails I have. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love know it. those ones. I love it. For sure. I love it. Okay, and actually one other story with that one too. Like, um, so after the challenges rewards came out for this LeBron Hollow uh, Series One, they sat in the market for like six weeks, and there were four um, sitting at around five to six k in the market. Again, six weeks, no one bought any of them. I was the first one to buy a LeBron Hollow from the market. It was like about fifty one hundred dollars, and then within twenty four hours, three others sold. So. It was like this domino where I think everyone had their eye on it. And then once one domino fell, like everyone started pulling their trigger. That's what I, that's when things really started getting crazy. And that's what I understood, like the power of like um, market sentiment. Do you know, do you know what your number three unrealized gain moment is? Um, it's probably another hollow. Uh, it is. Maybe like a, 
Maybe like a Lillard or something? No, he plays for the Hawks. Oh, Trey Young? You got it, my man. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm, well, I imagine in an hour, it. Mark's going to be like, and do you know what your 100th most realized game <laughs> moment is? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me like, questions no. on like, which moments I have stacks of, like how many Boban playoff moments I have or something. Why are you going to bring up Boban, Steve? You're trying to just dig that knife into my side? We'll get there, Steve. This isn't our only time we're going to play this game. So, uh, Okay, so we're going to get a third person up here that is going to win a moment. You know what? P, money sign, money sign. One of the alien boys. You're up. All right, alien boy. Steve, are you ready? Go for it. Do you know what your highest collector score moment is? There are two that have the same collector score. Yeah, um, that is a good question. So it's it's going to be a legendary. It's going to be a legendary reward. Um, and then if it's a reward part of a set, that would likely help. So my guess it's going to be the finals 2021 legendary moments. So it's going to be the Drew Holiday and Chris Paul. That is incorrect. Oh, wah, 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 wah. Really? Shit. Okay, now, now I, I'm curious. So again, like I went through live token, so I, I I can't speak to any faults that they have, but your Dame Lillard Hollow MMXX season one, 25 out of 25, has a collector score of 10,000 points, which is equivalent to the Tyler Hero season one lace em up number two out of 43, both of which, I don't know if you got them on a trade or how you got them, but According to Live Token, you paid zero dollars for those things. They're both rewards. Ah, there you go. From, from a challenge, yeah. Um, I'm wondering too if the if the new Series Three stuff is breaking um, my team sets, right? Because I had full team sets. I'm wondering if that's playing in some of it. But yeah, 10k would be the max. So you're right. I think you stumped me on that one. Good. That's, that's a good question. E dollar alien right, boy, so... there. You got to uh, send me a DM. Your DMs aren't open, so. Uh... If you add me up on Twitter, DM me, then uh, we can get you a moment. And and who is that, Wolf? That was P dollar sign dollar sign. P dollar sign dollar sign. All P right. dollar. So we need another guy though. We need the next one up. Oh, who's that? We got the meat guillotine. Meat guillotine. You are up. You are going to be the fourth person to win if Steve does or doesn't answer the question. This is good for you. All right, Steve. So here, so I want to know: Do you want a question based on the team or a player? Um, go player. Player. Okay. Tony Parker is one of my favorite. I'm a Spurs fan. Tony Parker is one of my favorite players over the last like. I don't know. I, I started watching the Spurs with David Robinson, so we're going back to the late 80s uh, or 90s. So how many moments do you own of Tony Parker? That's a tough question. Um, he doesn't have an archive set moment, right? I don't think he I, does. I'm not, I'm not answering this. I'm not making this easier for you, for God's sakes. I'm going to go two. I'm going to say one series, one run it back, and one uh, 
0506 run it back. God damn, Steve, you're too good. He got it. He got it. Nice. That's a good one. Just out of curiosity, and I'll give you I'll give you like a plus or minus, right? But like, do you know how many Spurs moments you have in total? So that one's a harder question. Uh and the way I would do that is 14,000 divided by 30. <laughs> I would just say whatever that number is because that would be my average number. Um, uh, actually, yeah, for the hell of it, I'm going to do that. Uh, 14,000 divided by what? Divided by 30. So four, I'm going to say 470. What was the answer? It's not, it's not too far off. You have 326. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm a little bit lacking there. That's that's not too far off. You do you need to you need to you need to like boost up your Spurs moments. As a Spurs fan, I'm telling you, you need to collect some more Lonnie Walkers or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm more of a Mavs guy if I'm picking the uh, Texas team. Come on, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. All right, we need we need, Wolf. We need one more here. We've uh, yeah, Wolf. You got somebody else? Yeah, we we should have someone else here. Uh. Brian, oh, Brian threw up a peace sign, right? I got my attention. All right, it's you, Brian. Brian, case cards. All right. So, Steve, this is based on your sales. So this is a question about your highest realized loss based on sales. What moment is yeah. is your highest re realized loss that you've sold? That is a good question. So... Um, some, for some context, I hate selling at a loss. I basically will refuse to do it. But there's one exception where I do actually accept the loss. And that is if I buy a moment with a better serial number, um, I'll sell my worst serial for a loss, basically. So it's a, it's a wash, but I, I get a better moment and whatever. So um, I'm going to have to take a guess and say it's like... Uh, is it an all-star moment? Is it like LeBron or something like that? Steve, what the fuck, dude? It is LeBron James All-Star Season 2. Yeah. 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 Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I, I remember it. Like, I, dude, there was a low serial. It was like 100 and something. It was, and I'm like, it oh, was, it was 19. Like four, it was 1940 out of 2021. Yeah, so that's the one I sold, right? So yeah. I bought one. It was like serial number 100 something. And I'm like, oh, wait, so I can just buy the low serial, sell my high serial, accept the loss, whatever. But at least I have a low serial that I'm keeping forever. So that's that, that's my that's my collector rationale. I love it. I love it, man. You nailed it. You nailed it. I'm going to tell you, for somebody who's got like, you know, almost, you know, upwards of 14 and a half thousand moments and a collector score of 1.6 million you nailed it, man. You you fucking you know your stuff. I'll tell you, you you nailed it. Do you got any more questions for Mark? Should we do one more? We had a lot of people throwing at peace signs last time. Yeah, we. The guy do has one two, more. Steve has too many moments. We need to take. We need to lessen this a bit here. So throw those so, peace signs up, and then we'll pick you in a sec. All right. So give me just a sec. I'll pull some stuff up. Steve, are you ready? I'm gonna off the cuff. I'm about to hammer some questions at you. You ready for it? Yeah, go for it. I mean, the hardest ones for me to answer are going to be like specific serials or um, how many of a specific moment I own, like certain stacks. I, I probably won't be able to answer so that. So how many bowlers yeah. do you have? 
What was that? Vito, I hate you. I hate you. Mark, let's go, let's go right. Let's go right to Mark's mom. Mark, what? What? what, what <laughs> the mo- the bo- the bovin bovin so fresh. How many you got? Oh, so fresh. Is that what it was, Mark? Yeah, that's totally what it was. It's totally what it was. How many you got? Tell me you sold yours to Mark. <laughs> uh, I think I probably have like four of them. I think. I should, because I think I have four or so fresh Okay, wait, and this I is think. going to be on this sixth and final question. RJ season. Hashtag RJ season. Mark, are we checking that? Are we checking Steve's uh, bobin count over there? No, I will. I, oh, fuck. He's got a shit ton. I'm looking at him. I can't even count that high. Look, the So Fresh, your favorite moment. The So Fresh. Well, I don't know about so the fresh So Fresh. He's, he's been stacking the playoff moment. I don't know about the So Fresh. Yeah, the, the playoff is my favorite Bobon moment. Check it. Check the So Fresh, Mark. All right. I'm on it. I'm on it. Hang on. Give me a minute. How many of the playoff Bobons do you have, Steve? I couldn't count that high. Uh, Probably like uh, maybe 120 plus. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cultural icon, a cultural icon, Bob. And tell him, Mark. I thought I could. I thought I could flip him to some people. <laughs> like, I, I, seriously, like when I was, I'm a Spurs fan, right? Like Boban came up through the Spurs. I thought like we loved him. He was great, and he just never got playing time. But like when he did, he dominated. He would go like 12 for 12 points, 12 rebounds in like 15 minutes. Well, I can't Steve, stop you... I can't stop laughing. Vito, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. <laughs> Steve, do you know how many Boban so freshes you have? I think I said four. Yeah. Yeah, right? you got that right. We're not gonna count that. We're not gonna count that as a question. Because you got that right. We want to stump you. He said 120 of the playoff. Does can you count that? No, I. There's no way I can count. Mm. <laughs> it would take me 20 no, minutes to count the that. Page, the sets page will tell you. It just it says on the sets page how many I own. Oh, that's true. But I can't log into your account, so I can't tell you. That. No, no, no. Like go to go to your own sets page and then just replace your username with Steve, and it it'll load for you. What? Yeah, it works for anyone. I'm surprised they don't have that as like a, an easy feature because I use it all the time. I don't know about all that. We're going to... <laughs> no, I don't even know. I don't There's even know. 55 of us all riding with you right now, Mark, as you try to figure this out, bro. Can, can somebody save Mark on Live Token right now? And I'm appalled that he can't search at other people's accounts i'm constantly looking at yeah i mean that's because you laugh at everyone's accounts yeah Yeah. we know who's talking right now we all know is that spence yeah spence is just watching us burn god damn it i'm in steve's account what do you want to know the question how many how How many many playoff bull bonds does steve have he says 120. yeah all right hang on I can't believe we care about the playoffs. No, we care about playoffs. We care about You're a Spurs it's not fan, 120. So you really Steve, do you them. want another guess? Steve, do you want another guess? It's not 120. 
It's hundred and thirty. It's slightly lower. Uh, hundred and twenty-five. No, it was slightly lower than hundred and twenty, Steve. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was more. No, than slightly, uh, slightly lower. Uh, hundred and eighteen. Mm. Hundred and fourteen. Really? Okay. But can we just take a second? Can we, as a group, as a spaces, take a second and recognize that Steve owns 114 Boban Movanovich fucking playoff moments? Because <laughs> that that's is insane. <laughs> hey, as Steve said many times, those playoff moments are a great stack for CS. Yeah, pretty much any playoff moment. Like, I'm looking at the floors now and. You know, it's 20 CS without any bonuses. Like, it's pretty hard to go wrong for a couple bucks, like six bucks right now on the floor. I don't know. It's tough. That was great. Well, thanks for uh, giving out those Diallos. And all you guys who won, a, you're going to win a Diallo 40K Season 2. I guess we have to say that now. Uh, and the Wolfpack, we monitor those to see if you still have them. And we are going to do random draws throughout this basketball season to uh, people who hold those moments. We did one last week. Uh, we drew, did we do a LeBron 15, Dave? What did we, no, we gave a Dame Lillard seeing stars, I think. And uh, I, th I think we have a LaMelo ball uh, 40K to give away pretty soon to our, our Diallo pack. So, uh, so hang on tight to those moments. I think it was the archive, was it? Okay. There was, there was a, you're right, a Dame archive. Yeah. Someone won an archive, Stefan Marbury, last week. We're so giving. We're so we giving. Give, give, and give. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening, follow the Wolfpack, and I suggest putting the notifications on, because we've been doing about three, four giveaways a week. Uh, I was going to read out our 20 winners of the mystery packs, which... We, Do it. You want me to read them out? Oh yes. my goodness! No, you don't really have to. No, it's. I mean, just you need to read. You you need, no, fuck that. You need to read them out. In you need to read them out in the same voice that Boban would have if he was reading them. Mark, he'll read them out if you say Boban five times fast. Yeah. Boban, 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 Boban. <laughs> read them. Oh, wow. All right. So that went way better than I expected. That did go way better than expected. So here is the twenty winners of Flow Packs. I will post it on Twitter. I will give you the instructions on how to download it and do all that. So we have Mr. Zenzi, uh Gun I Gun Doozy 31, Cool Coolgan, <laughs> HYT VVV. Uh, Action Jackson 222, Aaron Burnett, AB Cantaloupe, Okosi Cams, Do uh, Oscar Dama Guess, uh, T Scooty, Izengua <laughs> 18, these don't make any sense, uh, the Philip Tan Spine Recruit, he's a Diallo holder, I know that, uh, Nifty Knot, uh, at Miguel Guid, at Goop, Strider 5071, Broma HO04, Paul Johan 3, and Ron Replays. Boom, 20 winters. That's part of the night. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Reading off. Trying to pronounce those. Yeah, trying to pronounce Twitter, Twitter names. But, uh, you know, as much as we use this space to uh, vent about Dapper, they still support us, even though what we do. So that was really nice of them to give us 20 flow packs to give away to all you guys.
And uh, everybody who jumped up and spoke, that was great. Dave, thanks for hosting this thing. Thanks, man. Steve, glad to be here. Steve, thanks for bringing the thunder. Yeah, I know you're able to do it Friday. Hey, yeah, for sure. And uh, thanks, Squiddy, if you're there. And thanks, Dumbo and Mustafa. Spence, no thanks to you. Uh, Mark, maybe it's time to go to bed, bro. And uh, we'll see you guys next Friday. See you, fellas. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah. Night, Vito. Later.